and gentlemen, hello. How are you doing? This is a weekly game chat. As a matter of fact, this is episode 388 of the world's greatest podcast about video games ever. Uh, we are coming to you live uh, on twitch.tv where we get paid zero dollars. Uh, you can just search for weekly game chat and see us there. Uh, and my name is Sean, so it's very good for you to have downloaded us or however you're listening to us. It's all good in the hood. Uh, I am not alone. You know, Michael Jackson told me that one time. Uh, I am with my friend John um, and my friend Chris. They are both here. We are once again a trifecta. John is not on PTO. John, how have you been? Uh, well, I just came into the 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 show to just let you guys know I got to run. Um <laughs> I got something came up, so I I really need to get going. But before I go, do you guys like my old man, 50-year-old sweater? I I do. Your sweater inspired me to go put on a sweatshirt. Mm. Fun fact. Mm. Fun fact, buddy. So, but I'm, but I'm on the show. Yeah. Two weeks in a, two weeks in a row. One might call that a streak. You got a streak and you're also earning some more PTO because that's how that works. I'm the Cal Ripken of podcasts. Um, <laughs> Chris Chris is shaking his head because Chris is a Baltimore fan, you know. Ostros and what, Chris? Natty Boson. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that was John. So let's all say a hearty har har to Chris. Hello, bud. Hey, do you guys like my Super Giant t-shirt? Super I actually do games. like your Super Giant t-shirt. They made Hades, John. It's a game. You should play it. Yeah, for sure. I, well, Hades, what else did they make that I liked? Bastion? Bastion. Yeah, Kansas that's my jam. Are- that's my jam. I do like the Bastions of the world and whatnot. Uh, but, yeah, uh, we're all we're all here, and we're very excited. I've lost screen, so this is fun. I've gotten screens back, so that's even more fun. Uh, <laughs> uh, John, uh, our chat... Uh, shout out to our chat, by the way. I've already mentioned we're on Twitch, shout but shout out. You guys have, have come in and, um, you know, you've kind of already already been active. I love it very much. Uh, but SoFly asked specifically where, oh, there it is. Where's John? And John has said he'll be here shortly. <laughs> uh, I want to read this real quick uh, from the great Cacti. Hey, fellas, I've been listening to old episodes and have recently gotten addicted to dead sales. How far did you guys make it in there? Do you remember how many boss sales? Well, first of all, I never played it. That would be a Chris game, I think, or a John game. Chris, yeah. did you play Dead Cells? <laughs> I did play a good bit of uh, Dead Cells. Uh, if I recall, of the bosses, I got through three or four of them, I think. Uh, I wasn't able to finish it, and it's one of those things where I look at it and I go, I need to go back. It's kind of like how I was with Super Giants Hades for oh. a good while, where I was like, I need to go back and attempt that. For whatever reason, though, I'm scared because I know I have to go relearn all the little things that make that game great and make you powerful and really able to beat the game. So I haven't done that, but totally love it. Uh, maybe I'm uh, I'm low key kind of maybe hoping when the uh, Castlevania DLC comes out here later this year that that will be the thing that catapults me back into it. I I, I got to be honest, I didn't expect to hear the word catapult. It kind of makes me happy when I hear that word on a daily basis. Um, that's good stuff. So uh, if you so if you had actually tuned in and if you go back and watch the old VOD, D. John, 
Now, you know what a VOD is. See people, a VOD is a video on demand. Uh, you would see that when we came in live, I had my hands in my hair and I was like, oh, because we forgot something. Uh, this is the actual intro part of the show where we kind of, we have a loosely based kind of situation of structure, uh, but it really is tied together if we all know what we're going to intro about. And we didn't do that, but we were kind of getting it together. Um, <laughs> there's one of us whose name, it begins with a J and rhymes with on. He just refuses. But Chris and I do have some intros we're going to talk about. Uh, some big news today. I actually, it was funny. I was watching, I want to say Good Morning America, Chris. Yeah. And uh, that's what it, yeah. I was watching their old GMA and I go and I'm making coffee. I come back and they're now announcing nominees for Best Picture. So that got me, of course, thinking about my buddy, Chris. Yes. Uh, because today we get we get Oscars nominations, and that's a big time of the year for you. Always has been, and um, yeah. Thoughts on that, man? I was probably the happiest I've been looking at Oscar noms this year than I've been in a long, noms. Nom, noms. long, long, long time. Um, they used to be called nods. <laughs> now they're just noms. Old nominations. Wait, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Just seeing everything everywhere all at once. I saw that movie last March. And I mean, for those unfamiliar, that movie is made for about 20, 25 million. Uh, I don't know how much it ended up worldwide, but just here in the United States, it made over 125 million. And when you think of the current climate of things for things that don't start with the words Marvel, Pixar, Disney, or Star Wars, DC, it's really tough sledding outside of a few things, right? One of them or two of them actually made it on the list that are outside the norm that can make a ton of money, Avatar and Top Gun, which was also really nice. But to see everything all once, which is at its core, a kung fu action type movie, make it not only just make the list, but get 10 nominations and lead everyone uh, and get nominated pretty much in every major category out there. That was really nice to see. And I'm rooting for pretty much everyone to win. I want Jamie Lee Curtis to win. I want yeah. Michelle Yeoh to win. I want uh, good old <laughs> good old short round to win. Yeah. Uh, the directors, you know, I want to clean up. I don't think that's necessarily going to happen. I'm sure it will get some praise, but... You know, just just the fact that's in the conversation, it's probably going to make a lot of people find a way to check that movie out that wouldn't have happened before. I think it's a good thing because those two dudes, the Daniels, as they call themselves, they need to probably get hired by some major studio to get a major IP. Uh, yeah, made. that's Chris's pick, by the way, for best picture. Just yes. to reiterate that that's what he's going for. I yeah. do like that you pointed out there was two what you call blockbusters. Mm-hmm. Uh, for uh, Best Picture, which was, of course, Avatar and uh, Top Gun, which do we see that often in the Oscars, Chris, or is that kind of a rare thing? It doesn't happen very much. I mean, Avatar got nominated when the first one came out, and that was kind of a shock. Even then, some people thought it might win um, over Hurt Locker. Uh, but, yeah, it's it Top Gun. I can't think of a movie like Top Gun that has been nominated for Best Picture outside of maybe Black Panther would be the equivalent, right? Uh, that's the only time in the last 10 years that I can I could think of that like action movies and, and horror really struggle to get nominations in these things. 
Uh, so it's really nice to see that. And the other thing I also, on the side note, liked, and I shared it with John because I was like, John is the only person <laughs> who would have even begin to appreciate this. It was I was like, oh, look, Judd Hirsch got nominated for an Oscar, <laughs> which just I, hearing uh, that Judd Hirsch is alive is a wonderful thing because <laughs> he's <yeah>. ancient. <laughs> I uh, I really should counter your I really need to tighten this up next year when 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 the Grammys come out. Right. Mm-hmm. I need to be hyped for the Grammys like you are for the Oscars. I think that I need to make that a thing moving forward. But that would be cool because you also would possibly get hyped for Grammys because music, right? You like music. I watch the Grammys, but I also slam my head sometimes against the wall yeah. when I watch their Grammys. Yes. You know that. I know. I know. But I'm just, that's, that's the only thing I got, man. I got music. Yeah. That's what you that's got. That's fair. You know what I'm saying? That's fair. Uh, but yeah, the, so when do they actually, when do the Grammys, not the Grammys, the Grammys are in February and the Oscars are? March. It's March. Early, I think it's March 13th this year. March, March, March. The Old, Ides uh, of March. No, no. They were finally smart. They went back to Jimmy Kimmel, uh, which is a good pick because he just he loves that show. So he loves the Oscars. He's always been a huge fan. He's always done an Oscar show for um, Jimmy Kimmel Live. So it, it I'm just going to ask both of you a question, and this is going to determine our friendship. Mm-hmm. You know, Jimmy Kimmel or uh, you know Jimmy Fallon. Who are we who are we with, boys? Ooh, that's hard. It's really not. Jimmy Kimmel's an a-hole. Uh, Fallon. Me and John are besties. Yes. Fallon. Fallon is a guy who's who's just he's really not interested in in getting on stage and and just making a butt of himself. He'll he'll talk to anybody. He's more friendly to everybody. He just he just he likes just he's fun. Most, he's just a likable dude. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I like that. Uh, I think I started not. It's not like I dislike Kimmel when the and and the thing is funny when he does weird stuff and he shows up at theaters or he has bits that come on a show. But there was something just with Fallon the way he kind of made it a almost a game show at times. There's singing, there's music, there's it's just Fallon just does it. That's what's up. That was a total curveball. You guys didn't know that question was coming, so thank you for playing the Who's Better the Jimmy game. Um, I can tell you this. This is my lead in. I know who's better versus the Cowboys, and that's the Niners, baby. Uh, I remember <laughs> when I was a Niners fan. I kind of wish you still were, because uh, I was thinking about uh, back in the day when all I wanted for Christmas, the starter jackets, the ones that they, you pulled them over your head. They had the half zip on the side. They had the big pocket in the front. All I wanted was a 49ers uh, starter jacket. Didn't know if I'd get it. We lived in Georgia. It's kind of hard to get 49ers stuff in Georgia. I don't know, <laughs> you know, especially back in, which would have been, I don't know, when I was 12. 12, 13 years old or whatever. But Christmas morning comes along. There's a box that my mom clearly found from something else. And she stuffed that thing in there. Had no idea when I opened it, that's what it would be. And so I just, it's crazy. I remember watching Steve Young kind of take the, the, the monkey off his back. You know, it was a thing he did because he he had to replace Montana. And that game, the Cowboys versus the Niners, that's a classic playoff rivalry, if that makes sense, because of the 90s and everything. It's also kind of crazy that there's four teams left in the NFL playoffs, and I find myself getting crazy excited, regardless if it's the Niners in it or not. For some reason, I love playoff football. Sure. Do you guys feel that way? Like, I don't know how to explain it. If we had to say the three sports, I I watch football the most out of all the sports from a regular season into playoffs. I get excited. Same. Basketball, I I think Chris watches a lot of maybe regular season, but I very rarely watch – anything but playoff basketball playoffs and then in baseball 
probably the same. I usually only kind of watch playoffs, you know, where the Dodgers dominate John's team. So uh, I'm just excited that the Niners are back in the NFC championship. We're down to four. It's going to be a tough one though, Chris, because the Niners are playing Philly and we got ties there. We got, we got Schmitty. We got Jalen. Um, we got, uh, what's 69 name? Um, Dickerson. Yeah, we got Dickerson. So, I mean, there's some Bama boys tied to Philly. Uh, there's also uh, the AFC Championship with Patrick Mahomes. And I have to tell Tinley, I'm like, hey, you know the guy from the State Farm commercial? Because <laughs> uh, she has no clue about football. And they're playing uh, the Bengals, Joe Burrow. Sean, have you always been a 49ers fan? Yes, for as long as I can remember. I've never been a Falcons fan. Uh, that would make sense logistically. I, um, I would have been the guy to know in high school. You, no. you would have been the guy? Yeah, my my uncle is like really close friends with George Seifert. Oh my god, he actually got George oh Seifert. Happy actually, birthday, by the way, George Seifert. That just yeah, happened. George Seifert actually would send me stuff every oh year, signed stuff every single year. He sent. He was in. He was in. He was in Atlanta to play the Falcons, and he sent us tickets, and we went to see. And we went to see the the, uh, the the we went there to see the Forty ers not the Falcons. Right. And I swear, man, we got to watch Jerry Rice warm up. And it's like the football wanted to be in Jerry Rice's hand. It's like he, he, he was able to make the ball. It was like this weird illusion he did. It's like the ball would curve because it wanted to go to Jerry Rice. Yeah. But um, my, uncle, my, my uncle used to go deep sea fishing with George Seifert all the time. That, that is drop. super. Yes, me and you would have been best buds. I would have totally. Yeah. I'd have been like, "Here's your starter jacket." <laughs> yes. Uh, Open up my closet. I got a hole. <laughs> <laughs> On shop, uh, shop NFL for the last few years, I've always kind of wanted to find the hats that Shanahan wears. Um, I'm like, look, he's forty something years old. He's rocking a straight bill. You know, I can do it, right? Well, they sell out way too fast. Mm-hmm. Um, also, NFL jerseys are extremely expensive. Yeah, when are. you couple in the fact that I buy a lot of Alabama football swag too. So, but I got to tighten all that up. I got to make it happen. Um, you know, the Niners have been in this game, what, three out of the last four years or something. But it, when you think about it, I heard this on the radio today. Uh, the Niners are at that point now where it's like old, old uh, winnings. They haven't done anything recently. It's been a, it's been a while. Been a while. Been a while. Ca- Cowboys are living on that right now. And you see how mad their fans get. I just saw a post by Punkhead. What's up, Punkhead and chat? Uh, but there's a ton of videos on the TikToks, the Instagrams of Dallas fans absolutely losing their you know what. Um, and I kind of want to reach out to our mutual friend, Chris, and make sure he's all right. I don't uh, care if he's all right. I hope he's <laughs> in pain. And I did ask Chris, we'll leave it here. I said, Chris, you know, you're a Commanders fan. How would you rank your hatred for the Cowboys? And how would you rank that, Chris? Would you let the people know? Like if in order of your division? Oh, they're number one. I mean, even of all football, I I will take an Auburn loss before I will take a Dallas loss. I hate Dallas. Every time. And and even like if my team's not going to be get good, the fact that like one, our rookie who was starting his first game ever beat them by three touchdowns the last game of the year. And two, to watch their hopes get so high after last week, only to crash down to reality with the stupidest final play I've seen in a while. That play (sighs) makes no sense to me. No, I listened to a show on Sirius XM. It's the Bennington show, right? His name's Ron Bennington. He's with his daughter. 
And Ron is funny in the way he broke down that play. He was like, you know, the all pro center Zeke Elliott on this trick play. And it's just he. As soon as he got smashed, I was laughing. John, if you haven't seen that last play, they line up with Zeke Elliott as center. And they spread the offensive line like the guards and tackles out as wide receivers. And you're like, what are they going to do? Like, what's going to happen? Nothing. <laughs> Zeke hikes the ball and thinks he's going to hand check a, a rushing lineman. <laughs> he gets bulldozed. <laughs> Dak immediately throws it to what they, I think is their speedster. And then immediate perfect form, Jokic game over. Uh, it is it is good stuff. I'm excited. I hope that some of our gamers, um, you know, I found I found some luck in, in soccer fans. Maybe some of you guys like American football. I know we got some college football fans, but we're here now, man. We're in playoff time. Playoffs. So there you go. Uh, it is the intro, so that's kind of what we talk about. Chris talks about the Oscars. I talk about the NFL. Uh, John, did you? Ha- I know it was very last minute. Did you have anything you wanted to add for this week on your intro? Are you good? I leave a sa- I lead a sad and boring life, <laughs> but I was able to contribute by letting you know how important I was back in high school back in the day. Yeah. You, um, you definitely went reminisce reminiscing lane on me, which is fine. Uh, we, we would have been, yeah, man. Yeah. George Seifert at the, at the time was the winningest coach in football history. Yeah. He was legit. Mm-hmm. No doubt. He, ne- he never got the, he never got the love that the previous guy did with the 49ers. He never really Bill got Walsh. the same. Yeah. yeah he never Bill, really yeah. got the same. Same type of, uh, and plus I felt so bad for him when he went to the Panthers. Went to the, was it the Jaguars or the Panthers? I think the Panthers. He I think could right. not. He could not. Panthers. For sure. Yeah, he just. No he one could not work with that. Team. Nobody could work with that. No team. one could work with an expansion team in the NFL. Yeah, but he's eighty-three years old now, which is mm-hmm. crazy. Hmm. Time yeah. be moving, yo. Time be moving. Uh, just like the time in this intro. Ah, you see what I did there? So uh, once again, everybody on twitch.tv, welcome all of the podcast, uh, you know, audio listeners from wherever you downloaded the show. Welcome. At this point, you know that we we kind of do what we call a pivot and we go to the topic, which is one we're going to have a little little discussion on this week. So be ready. Chris, John. Ladies and gentlemen, we have made it. That's right. We have made it to the official start of topic time. However you got here, if you listened to the entire intro or if you saw the time marker on your smart device and you just kind of went straight to here, hey, we're all here. Welcome. It's good to be here. And now I'm going to do what I do best, and that's shut up to let Chris properly introduce (laughs) this week's topic. The topic is... The big three. <laughs> I like the head bobble. The head little bobble at the end. Like, I knew I nailed that. <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh we're you know, we we're in this place, right? And you guys would agree, listeners, you would agree. Uh a lot of times coming out the back end of a year. It's filled with best of list or most anticipated list and things like that because 
for whatever reason, you very rarely see big titles within those first few weeks of January. Uh, it does happen from time to time, but you know, I think it's a good time for us to feel content and kind of give, you know, some folks something different to listen to. And, and then as I'm seeing in chat, I see that some of you guys are going back and listening to older episodes, which is kind of cool. So this is just, you know, content for you. Right. But this week, Chris came up with a really good idea. Uh, John didn't get the right assignment, so we're going to see how this goes. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to, we got like this wish list of what we think the big three maybe in our minds need to do or what we would like to see uh, yeah. for them to have a successful year. Right, Chris? Is that kind of how you framed it? I kind of, I believe the way I said it to them was, I was like, if you were the CEO of these companies tomorrow and you could have them do something, <clears throat> what's the first thing you're going to ask them to do? Right. Right. It could be a lot of things. So, you know, yeah. maybe, maybe it's develop a certain title. Maybe it's change policy. John. Maybe it's just <laughs> shut it all down. I don't know. John, they're not making Metroid prime four, by the way, you take that off your list. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah so with the big three of course we're talking about if you listen to this show you already know sony microsoft and nintendo uh that is not a shot at any other anything out there uh meta you know all, all that that's the, the big three or the big three it is what it is sorry i said what i said you know i'm not wrong i know i'm not but where do you guys want to start do you want to um you, i'll let you guys lead this well, who wants to start on where I'm ready to talk about things and let's see if we got some of the same thing. Cause we really don't know. This is going to be a fun conversation. I think we didn't assemble an order. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> Avengers assemble, bro. <laughs> Random nice. <laughs> uh, well, uh, <laughs> I'm laughing. Cause in chat, I just saw from one of our, our, our official head mod, uh, Acid Sugar said Apple Arcade is a valid platform. Platform. <laughs> or valued platform. That's funny. <laughs> he he mistypes words sometimes for the joke, and it's funny. It He's is. a funny lad. Uh, well, let's start with Sony then. F it. I'll lead off since you guys don't. You need direction. We good with Sony? My room's blue. <laughs> this is, this is, these are my peeps, right? The, I'm excited because there's something coming up, and that's actually going to be where I start off. Uh, I think if I'm the CEO, and of course, at this point, there's already been much conversation about building this up. I think they need to have a successful PSVR 2 launch. Of course, okay. I would say that because I'm a VR guy. Uh, but it was I think it was their main side project that they've been working on. I think there's been a lot of, of course, meetings to develop games. Uh, and I think they're, I think they think they fairly marketed so far. Uh, I think they fairly priced it, which I disagree with. And I think they fairly uh, got it into hands at, you know, in people at places like CES or any kind of other venue they've been at, kind of letting people see it. I'm starting to see more and more videos come out on it. Uh, that people that actually played it, they say it's amazing. It's you, You're getting good buzz out of it. So I think that it actually needs to launch successfully. Now, I'll let you guys answer this question. I have no idea what a quote-unquote successful launch, launch means. We could pull up data on what they, they thought you know, PSVR was successful on. But I think that there is always <laughs> going to be, I don't want to call it a niche, but I think it's, it's, it's that there's a subgenre of gamers who love VR. And if Sony's going to offer an actual legitimate VR space, um, they need to nail this one. Uh, and that, that includes software as well. Like, don't leave us hanging with 
you know, a lull in between software releases so, because as a VR gamer, I found that that was kind of a thing. Now, now looking back, PSVR one has a lot of titles, but at first I was like, where are the games at? All of these feel like they're technical demos, you know, give me some AAA titles meta for a while. Every, every couple of weeks, I'm like, where's a new game at guys? Like what's happening right now? We had a story that one of the guys left meta and said that they're wasting talent or something like that. Right, Chris. So, uh, yeah, I, I'll leave it there. What do you guys, do you guys agree or disagree? And also what do you think a successful launch for Sony would be? I think success would be, of course, just to sell out all their units pretty much right around launch, right? Whatever they're stocking up right now and then be like, Hey, demand's high and we're going to go ahead and really speed up production on this. Um, I guess I would ask if you're going that route, are you then saying like, all of our internal studios need to be making something for PSVR too. Is that what you want? Like you want something where, you know, if you're coming in saying like insomniac, you need to make a Spider-Man experience that is on PSVR too. If you're naughty dog, you need to have something for say last of us because of how popular the show is right now. If you're gorilla there, of course you've already got horizon, but maybe, something for resistance or yeah, infamous ghost of Tsushima, whatever, take all these like games that are out there that they have their properties and say, either you need to have a VR mode or you want, you know, just a standalone experience or game itself. Is that what you're saying? Like you would be like, I don't care if we lose money. This is what we need to do because it's the only way people would get invested in PSVR too. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. John, Chris, y'all have any other thoughts on that on that initial statement, or do you want to add to the conversation? Um, the interesting thing to me about the PlayStation VR two is is deciding what exactly Sony thinks it is. Is it a console? Because it can't be, or is it a peripheral? And it, it it almost seems like we've learned this lesson before in some in some respects. I know, I I know that the there's never an example that is the exact same. Circumstances are different. The economic environment is different. But when the Wii launched, it launched at two hundred forty nine dollars. Now a handheld console a couple of years later, the Nintendo 3DS launched at the same price. And what happened? Exactly. It just nobody. It, it had it had the it had Ollie it had awesome early adoption, me included, from those base fans, the people that were already going to show up. But what? But if but but if Nintendo or any other console company simply launches something in hopes that the hardcore fans show up, then you're not doing what you're supposed to do. And Nintendo learned that lesson and. Uh, and, and uniquely for Nintendo, I think you guys can admit they pivoted really fast, and that's that's unusual for them. They dropped that thing down fifty bucks. I think they went. I think it went down to one hundred ninety nine, and it ended up. I think by the end of its life cycle, selling about eighty million units. So things started to really pick up. What you have here with PlayStation VR two is a console that is almost twenty. Not a console is is a peripheral that is almost 20% more than the console itself. And that console is very expensive. I mean, we, we all know 
we all know this about video games. It's an expensive habit. We get it. We all know the risks. We all jump into it. But people have spent almost three years, and the and and the economy is is correcting itself now. If you want a PS5, you can probably get one now. But it's taken not quite three. What am I saying? A little like a little over two years now for Sony to course correct and get this thing fixed. So if you want one, you can get it in your hands. Yeah. And, and, and as a thank you to that, here's the PlayStation VR 2 <laughs> right. for 20% more. Yeah. And, and guys and, and people like Sean, which, and this is not a knock, this is just no, part of the point, the hardcore fans, they're going to show up. But if you want that adoption to continue, you can't charge like this. And I frankly don't understand why the guys at Sony who are obviously much smarter than me looks at their spreadsheets, looks at their focus groups and go, yeah, this is the right price. This is the sweet spot. This is where we need to land. I don't yeah. get it. I just don't get it. All I, all I kept going back to was they said the tech in it, you yeah. know, the tech, the tech, the tech, this is, yeah. this is somewhat cutting edge. But that price, man, it even knocked me back with DJ money. Burr, 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 I mean, and I was and, like, oh, you guys would agree that the that the first PSVR was an inferior model to what yeah. Oculus and everybody else was doing. Yes, and anybody would tell you that it was the most successful iteration of VR, at least at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, th- so the lesson from that is you don't have to be the most powerful. You just have that brand recognition. That brand recognition is what you have. Not to mention, not to bring up Nintendo again during PlayStation Spotlight, but the Switch. It's not the most powerful console, but it it gives people what they it gives the people what they want under uh, the right circumstances, which aren't going to happen. But under the right circumstances, that thing could the Switch could creep up to PlayStation Two sales. No, no, you're not kidding. You're a hey, you're not wrong. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so do y'all want to move on and say anything else you want to add for I got one more thing for Sony I don't have to say it you may bring it up I don't know but do you guys have anything else for Sony well Sony oh. needs to have a little bit more cowbell <laughs> so if John was CEO he would have more cowbell yeah you gotta like literally Damn, baby. Walk, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I love it I love it yeah but go ahead Sean what, what, what do you got what else you got It'll supplement for the lack of substance I have. <laughs> this bring. is taking up John's meta. Uh, I think, I think they need to continue. And Chris and I talked about this off air. They got to continue kind of defining uh, again with their uh, with their pricing. They got to define what their service is. And I know they've recently released this thing where it's tiered, and it's their co- direct competition to Game Pass, right? But I think you need to take another look at that, and I think you need to see. If the, the the gamer that wants to buy this sees the value in it, like I'm gonna be quite honest with you, when I'm looking at the value I get for from a Game Pass perspective, the Sony PlayStation Online tier set debacle, I kind of get mad because it almost feels like things are locked behind more money that they want to take from me. Yeah. And as a consumer, I go, so my 60 wasn't enough back when it was just PlayStation Plus. Now my 60 kind of puts my toe in the in the in the fun. But you want another $40, $50 from me to just to get mid-tier? Yeah. Oh, well, let me see what your best tier offers. Oh, Life and Filter and some more PS3 games. So, Sean, that was actually mine. Um, good. And that and, so that's, you, and that's good. So uh, we'll yeah. just co- sort of just piggyback off each other with this. For sure. 
The only thing, so I have the top tier PlayStation Plus package. You okay? do? I do. Ooh, nice. Now, cannot on, hide money. No, no, no. no, no I cannot believe there, no, this. There's a point to this. The only thing I can think of when I think of what that got me this year that I took advantage of yeah. was Stray. Yeah, right. That's it. It didn't I'm even sure make the, your top I'm, five list. <laughs> I feel bad about that because I really love that game, but, 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 but it just, it's like PlayStation plus needs to, needs to really adjust itself, figure out what it is and, and realize they need to realize that they're not, if they're not going to put their first party titles first day free, if you're a PlayStation plus subscriber and, and keep in mind, I don't think they necessarily should. I don't think that's good for their business model. But they need to at least recognize what it is they have and make it one tier. There is, I have seen as the top tier, <laughs> I have seen no real value. Um, I love that, that you just that, said that. That makes me say, absolutely, I need to be the top tier. Right. And Chris, I think if, I think I heard you mention, I don't remember where it was, whether we were talking one-on-one or whether it was on one of the shows. I seem to recall you saying you don't even have PlayStation Plus anymore. I don't. Is that I mean, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't see a reason because really the big benefit for me, it would be playing online games. And I just don't. <laughs> I, I'm. I, it's very rare for me to play an online game on console anymore. Um, I You're just and, a snooty person. It, it's just it, busy mattering. I'll be honest. If Game Pass did not exist, I probably would not have Xbox Gold either because i just don't i don't see the reason of playing you know paying basically for the right in 2023 <laughs> yeah i don't see i don't see the reason for 2023 for having to pay for the right to play online it's the dumbest thing like they're not they hosting keep the servers up to date Chris. yeah but they're not the ones hosting these servers right, right. ea is hosting these servers ubisoft right. hosting these servers so it's just like well we're gonna let you patch into it like great that, that was really hard on you really yeah. cost you know uh so i i'm not huge on it and i kind of agree with you like huge huge <laughs> sure they could get away with they could get away with probably not having day one releases for their main things but there's no reason they can't get any games like stray releasing day one on their service there's no reason that all their classics have to be locked behind a higher tier paywall. That's, that's dumb. It doesn't make sense, especially when your competitor is basically saying, Hey, all of our right. stuff that's going all the way back to the nineties in some instances, it's there and it's on the base tier for everyone. And the only difference between our tiers is basically if you want the one that also gives you a completely new platform to play your game on. That's where you're asking for the additional funds. Um, and that's why most people don't have a problem with it. Yeah. So I, I, I agree. They should probably tighten that up and just condense it down. And maybe if they want to be really ballsy with it, the one that they should look at is they should be working with Square to find a way to either get Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two. Or really Final Fantasy 16, a day one thing for subscribers of that service. If you want to go get a ton of people on that service at whatever tier, 
put that on there and pay them money to do it. And I guarantee you, you will have 30 million people probably day one, kind of the way it will probably happen with Starfield here, all of a sudden just on the service, you know, ready to play. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I like Mm -hmm. that. I like that we all kind of see that. Was there any other thing from PlayStation you boys wanted to see? Because I'm tapped out. Yeah, because I got mine. You got yours. That's right. Yeah. I, if I'm taking over Sony tomorrow, there's one thing I'm doing. I'm going to fire Jim Ryan. (laughs) Well, yeah, of course, because I'm the CEO. Um, But I'm going down to the controller department and I'm firing every person in there. And we're going to make a version of their controllers. They could keep the design as far as the shape and all that. We are going to make a freaking controller 2023 that can last more than four and a half hours before needing a recharge. That is such a good point. Chris. I can't even last four and a half hours. Right. Uh, minutes. This. Uh, oh, I, thought that, I thought that's what we said. Sorry. Seconds. Two minutes. It's not my fault. It's say, say what you will about Nintendo. You're beautiful. You're just you're, you're delicious. What? Hey, and Chris. I know they call this a pro controller and it's not premium premium. You know, it's not the elite. Hold, it's not. It's not what you're holding up, Chris. I'm holding up the switch pro controller. Right. This thing by itself last is a seven solid. months. <laughs> This thing by itself will be the best controller you could probably get on a Nintendo device and last for like 70 hours on a charge. That's ridiculous. It's and then awesome. Chris, go ahead and say that that's the best controller on the and market. And this thing, if you notice, it's plugged up because it's hooked to my PS5 because I know there's no point in unplugging it anymore. You know? And that's holding yeah. up the PS5. Meanwhile, this thing, even though it's $200 and has a ton of customization, which they're releasing the PlayStation version for this week for Xbox, this lasts about 35 hours per charge. Yeah. It's it's dumb. You shouldn't my have question, this. Chris is question, very spirited about this. Yeah. Yes. My question, I haven't read. I, I, IGN gave the DualSense uh, Pro controller, whatever they call it. They gave mm. it a nine. Mm-hmm. I haven't read the review. Nine. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering if this controller for $200 actually holds a freaking charge. It does not. They say oh. because it's still got the oh, haptic feedback and all goodness. this other stuff. I mean, I, because even when you turn it off, like you turn those yeah. things off, yeah, that's a good point. it's still only getting about at most eight hours. It's ridiculous. And that's about, I'm sorry. That's about, that's about what PlayStation 4 controller got. Yeah. I mean, if if PlayStation Four controller wasn't great either, no. Well, that's the yeah they 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 got all this technology figured out except for that. Yeah, batteries kick their butts. You know, I can make Arctic suit whenever they make uh the the smaller version of this console. The other thing I would probably do is I would make sure that we don't go for some stupid artistic design. Look at the curves; it's so pretty, and we just make something that's freaking practical and fits in a shelf. And doesn't require me to remove <laughs> screws and like completely figure out how to it. If you need a stand that you have to place on your device in multiple different ways to work, depending on its presentation, how you're designing to set up, something is wrong with your design. Xbox, you know, what I do with my Xbox when I move it, it goes like this. When it goes over to my PC, it's like this. Yeah. Is he it's, drinking? No. Yeah. He's just spirited, man. These are some these are some good good points. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my switch doesn't matter where it goes. It's the same orientation, does not require work. <laughs> 
I don't care who you're talking about. It's dumb. And to their credit, when you had the PS4, right, whether you're talking about pro or regular, that thing was fine. You know, it was easy. It was heavy. It was heavy, but it was easy to set yeah. up. It fit perfectly. It looked sleek in your in your setup, right? And I think yeah. I, I get it. Like they really wanted a big heat sink this time, so they didn't have a jet engine issue like last time. But come on, guys, you could do better. Like just, I don't. They're know working who, on. It. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know who the guy was there, and they're like, yeah, that's the right design. But they're I, they're listening to the show right now, and they're like, oh no, he hasn't yeah. seen the PS5 Pro yet. He has no idea how big not that coming until be. it's not coming until 2025. Well, I'm just saying that guy's listening. And he's like, oh, my God, it's twice the size of a PS5. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a wall. It's just a wall. Yeah, it's a server. You put your TV <laughs> inside of the uh, of the PS5 Pro. Oh, my goodness. It's a that's good stuff, man. That's, yeah. that's good Like we, stuff we didn't know about till we, we became like a user of the console. Yeah. And actually saw it experience ourselves and yeah that's good stuff anything else i'm good you're good john anything else Mm-mm. Uh, so there you go you have it the official what we think needs to happen for sony uh and naturally let's leave nintendo for last and go <laughs> i'm kidding that's funny because that's what people do uh let's go to the green team at microsoft hey and i think we all kind of hit on how good they do this so i'm gonna say they need to continue making Game Pass a relative no-brainer for gamers. Whatever they're doing, keep it up. Sure. Thoughts, prayers on that, boys? Yeah. I mean, hopefully tomorrow would will hope to begin to submit that like they have a really good setup for the first half of this year in terms of release. Um, That's tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow. We're going to watch it together. You got the memo. What time? When it starts. Yeah, I think it's... Dude, don't get messed up, Sean. (laughs) I want to say it's at three, John, but don't quote me. Okay. Pacific. Let's see. Developer direct. (laughs) I'd hate me if I wasn't me. I'm glad you said it. (laughs) Yeah. 3 p.m., John. 3 p.m. 3 p.m. Eastern time? Yes. Nice. Not not Pacific. I don't care about those people... That root for the West Coast Niner fans. What what's happening? Screw them. (laughs) But yeah, Game Pass is legit. I could think of personally two things. Um, Yeah, you go into yours. I got one more, and I don't know what John's got. So yeah, go ahead. The first is pretty simple. Um, I think the fact that they have Obsidian and Bethesda, they need to leverage that and truly lean into becoming like if there's one thing that makes Microsoft, I think unique compared to the other two is that they have the ability to capitalize on the Western RPG market more than those ever do. Like Sony doesn't as far as exclusives does not make RPGs. Nintendo for the most part brings in Japanese developers to put out JRPGs on their console. So it's like, Hey, you know, sure, you got Starfield coming this year, and we know there's a Valve, but we don't want to wait till 2029 and then 2050 for the sequels to Elder Scrolls and Fallout. Those are two of the biggest Western RPG franchises. Luckily for you, you now own Obsidian, who has made great Western RPGs. 
go let them make a fallout game you know uh maybe try to really make a valve something huge that could be the answer for skyrim when you're not having skyrim uh or elder scrolls however you want to say it right um maybe build another studio like this whole entire thing that's working on perfect dark which i really don't know how that's going to go instead of doing that maybe have them work on a different you know elder scrolls game or whatever i think that would be a smart pick for them as far as just to say this is our identity that makes us unique from you know sony and nintendo kind of like what they did way back in 360 where they were the fps console for a good while right like they had gears they had halo that was their thing now let's shift to that be the western rpg studio let that be the home where you say these are where the best of the best come out and you know that it's got microsoft on the side it means it's going to be a good time for you if you like these things the other thing i would say and this is just being more upfront to the management now stop crying about sony and them buying exclusivity rights and listen to Microsoft from 2007 and put your big boy pants on, pull out your wallet and start slapping these developers with money in the face to say, screw, Nin- screw Nintendo, screw Sony, come to Game Pass and land here and invest in us. You know, like that's the one thing that Microsoft has kind of been crying about for the last 12 months in a way. And they got the is most to, money. Yeah, is to say like, look, you know, now Sony's signing contracts say you can't come to us. Well, out outspend them. That's what you out contract the contract. Like you know, that's what made you huge. It made you huge when you went to activate to Activision and said, "Here's money. Put Call of Duty first and foremost on Xbox with all the perks on Xbox." And when they did that, they became the top selling console in the United States, and they owned everything. Like do that again but start doing it for other things. Like obviously once they have Activision, they can kind of do that after Sony's deal expires, but like do it with other things, like go hit square hard on, on whatever their projects are. Ubisoft. Yeah. Go say Assassin's Creed Mirage is going to be on game pass. Yeah. I mean, they got the money to do it. That's a smart move, Chris. Yeah. So that's, that's probably the two things I would like to see. I'll go ahead and piggyback off of you, and John may have a lot to say too, but this kind of ties into yours. Is the only reason I'm going to hop in. Mm-hmm. I think they need to tighten up and win, find a way to win that lawsuit. <laughs> yeah. uh, because John made some good points last week about what we don't want to happen as gamers. But I think by win- finding a way to win that lawsuit and shutting up the noise, and the next thing I'm going to say is really catered t- towards me. It's kind of a wish, but that way I can get like my Blizzard games on my console. It would be fantastic. In the same way that I took my PlayStation 4 and 5 on the road with me and played Final Fantasy Mm 14 in my hotel room, if WoW could be on a console, like an Xbox, oh my God, I think that would be amazing. But yeah, kind of circling back with the money thing, it's like either tighten up a bunch of developers or find a way to to win that lawsuit, shut up the noise, uh, and, and go from there and kind of grow yourself as a company for sure. But John, you got anything you wanted to add in? Yeah, the <laughs> problem I have with Xbox, and, and I, I think I think if you go back and check the tape, you'll probably hear that I said in the last generation of consoles, my console of choice was an Xbox One. Mm-hmm. I think that's still the case from a technical side for the Series X. 
But one thing that's been so frustrating to for me with Xbox is how, j- just as an example, the first there, he, <laughs> I'm getting the eyes from Chris. The first, the first time we ever saw the box, the Series X box, was at the Game Awards a few years back, and along with that, we saw a game. Chris, do you remember the game we saw? Hellblade. Hellblade. It has been three. I can't do this, man. Why? Why is it? Why is it? All right. Why? <laughs> why is it been three years of this exclusive that they introduced the box with, and we have yet to have any semblance of when this game's ever going to show up on the console? Something it's this, and that's this just year. and that's just go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. Something it's this fall. Some do think that's going to be maybe their big game of the fall. Well, maybe they're gonna maybe they're gonna show it tomorrow. I don't know. I don't think so. Big but three. But 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 therein lies only partly what my point is. It's just that they've accumulated all of these game all of these developers. Who has really come through for them? Bethesda. I mean, that's the big one. Sure. And I think the theory is when they got a hold of Bethesda, they said, Bethesda said, that's fine. You can have us, but we're going to run our own stuff. Mm -hmm. And Bethesda has been releasing content on Xbox like clockwork consistently with no issue. Some of it has gone to PlayStation first, but the point is still the same that they have managed to keep a, a consistent release schedule with their, with their titles. Aside from that, aside from that, all the other content that Xbox owns, I would not make a case or die on the hill that they have been consistent with their first party titles. I think that one of one of Phil's biggest problems is he has yet to figure out the puzzle. <laughs> He's yet to figure out that key thing, getting his studios to to release consistent content on time without delay no it I might just, be finally reaching that point right uh maybe so but 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 yeah. tomorrow's but, but tomorrow's conference if you notice it's the xbox bethesda it seems to me that xbox is once again leaning on bethesda to bail them out of what is an absent release schedule aside from starfield and redfall well, when I think about what you just said, John, I'm thinking about, you know, the the lovely time that Halo had recently. Yeah. That, is, and that, that was, to me and, is and, the and, quintessential Xbox title. And not only that, it was supposed to be a launch title. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think um, as far as that, it's kind of 50-50. Like, I think they wanted, to go back to your original point, I think they wanted a title that they could put up on day one, say, this is coming. But they were kind of honest at the time, too. They said, like, we've just started development on this. And anyone who knows that, it's pretty much something like that is going to take four to five years. That's That's tech talk for next decade. That's just the way that I don't (laughs) care what game you are, you know. Yeah. So you have to be I don't know if that was a wise decision. Right. But of course, they've also had some really nice payoffs for it, because I think everyone remembers that that demo they showed off at. Should I uh, play Hellblade at this point to get ready? Yes. It came so and, uh, I actually started playing it, and the voices in my head freaked me completely out. But yeah, it's, um, it's it's it gets weird. Yeah, 
but yeah, like I get your point and yeah, that needs to, I think this year needs to be the year where you start to see it to come together. Right. So if you said you had Forza and Minecraft legends here in the first quarter, you have Redfall in the second quarter Starfield. I'm guessing right now from everything I'm hearing is going to be like pretty much June 30th to like July 15th seems to be what the rumor is for the release. And then say, I mean, if they could somehow pull off Hellblade and maybe even avowed, if both those games are actually ready this fall, that's a great year. And that's, that's delivering on a lot of promise finally and having, you know, good maybe. setup. I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah. I, um, I don't know. And you know, John and I were talking over some rumors. There are rumors in the pipeline for gears. There's rumors. Uh, I think Tango, there is a rumor. They might be showing off something tomorrow or in the near future that they've trademarked. That sounds interesting. So they have things um, to your point. But yeah, I agree. Like this is definitely the year where they need to start landing the planes that they've had floating around, you know, for a while. That doesn't mean flight simulator. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Which is a great game. Good, good stuff there. Did, did I have a second? Oh no, I'm already done. John, did you have anything else? Chris? Chris did his, I did mine. Did you have any other thing? No, that was my big one. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> So yeah, now we're rolling along. We've we mentioned Sony and Microsoft kind of wish lists, things they must do, blah, blah, blah. Now we've landed on Nintendo. Uh, or as my grandma used to call it, a Tyndall, because she didn't know what to say. She Nintendo's was, perfect. Nothing's wrong. Nothing's wrong. They're great. Keep up Big everything. Great. Keep up the good um, work. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm out of maybe I'm out of bounds <laughs> here, but I really think uh they need to <laughs> Sometimes they mishandle what I think is the hype that they could do for a game or a series. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like when Zelda was 35, we had all these, John, me and you got excited about things we thought were going to happen. I don't know. I just think they need to hit the mark with the new Zelda game as far as its hypeness, uh, its advertising, its everything. I think they need to hit the mark on it because I personally think, even though this thing sells like hotcakes, this may be one of the last things that is actually going to quote unquote sell the switch uh, to somebody who doesn't already own one by the time that game comes out. Um, and I don't know how you guys feel about that, but I, I, I just feel like they really need to hit the Zelda mark, uh, you know, for the future of the franchise, make sure that it's in good hands and it's got a good story. If, uh, everything I see, it's going to be amazing. So this may not seem like it's crazy that I'm saying it, but we've seen things stumble before that we thought were solid. Uh, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, um, definitely. <laughs> uh, after Zelda, it doesn't really seem like there's much outside of the false promise that they gave John of a Metroid game. Um, right. That we know of, at least. And they, they're they keeping that close to the chest. I, I don't blame them. You know, like, <laughs> I feel like Sony is making Microsoft go earlier and earlier announcing things, even though Microsoft probably doesn't want to do that because of scale bound back in the day. But Nintendo, they kind of get to have the freedom to operate how they want to. So if they want to hype you up for a while, they can. Um, and, you know, I think in retrospect, they probably wish they hadn't told people about Metroid Prime 4 back in the day because it's been so long now. Um, yeah, for me personally, 
if there's one thing for sure I would like to see in these changing times, and I want you to look right in my eyes as I say this, Nintendo, put your games on Steam. Do it. I'm not saying everything. Never going to happen. I'm not saying everything. I'm, I know you're not going to put Zelda. I know you're not going to put Mario. But those are the think. ones they should. Probably. No, they shouldn't because that sells the console. But for instance, there's a little game series that John and I like called Bayonetta that I would love to see a PC version that is not hampered by the Switch's, you know, hardware. Basically, Switch is the most powerful console on the market today. Uh, yeah. Was this 2007? <laughs> 2007 tech okay um i uh necessary pot shot chris it's true it's true but we played nice with your little fanboyism i don't care with nintendo bro i don't care i'm coming in with hard (laughs) facts today i don't care who you are um just because your little xenoblade chronicles experience got ruined by some chug a lug don't mean you gotta throw pot shots at us that's another one i would put on there i would put pokemon on there i would put uh i'd maybe even consider something like cart putting that on there now not the new like whatever they make the next one but mario kart 8 could go and be a great thing on pc um but no just a general like like for instance i I don't know about you guys but i find myself like with triangle strategy and octopath i'm like i'm i regret that i bought those games on switch and it's not because i didn't want to play them it's just like it would have been so much easier and better on my PC. It just would have been. And well, you're like a PC guy. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's a fair statement from you. Sure. Sure. And like, I think also those kinds of games to their point would have a nice base that could make them money. And it's one of those things. It's like Sony at first was afraid to do it. Right. Like Microsoft's really been the only one pretty early on, just like opened up their arms and said, hug, pc culture right well, yeah because they're microsoft things. exactly it makes yeah. sense but like as soon as sony started doing it now they're just like everything's eventually coming to pc because we love money, <laughs> money! <laughs> you know and i think it would be no different because there are a bunch of pc prima donnas that would never buy a switch they're just not going to care Nintendo. yeah yeah you're yeah. not wrong and I think there's tons of money. I think it's there. The other thing I would say, regardless, you know, I know there's nothing you can do with the switch. It is, but obviously we know that at some point, if not this year, probably next year, you're going to get Well, that. I'm glad a, that ties into my second. Yeah. I, for me, the way I worded it, Chris was just hint at a mm-hmm. new system of some sort, whether it's the switch pro or the next Nintendo. Yeah. Let us find a hint about it. That's, that's a good point. What it is, whatever it is, the online needs to come into the modern age that's my other thing too with with that that's the point with i mean yeah i need to be able to get into a party with my friends without having a secondary device i need to be able to look up my friends and add them without having to share a code if i have to replace my system it should not be a monumental task like where john finds out that he almost loses saves because of the way you have to have your primary console and all that kind of stuff it shouldn't be a problem for transferring digital purchases without having to go through a huge hassle right it should be it, it should be the modern age where my game library can go wherever my virtual game library can go wherever i go my friends can go wherever i go and you know just 
that's that's what I want to see. I, I don't need it to be the most powerful system out there. I just need it to maybe take some advantages, whatever Switch 2 is. Of like, first, it's like, yeah, they should probably have an MVM dr- drive for it. Uh, don't think we all disagree with that. Do they need to have a 4090 attached to the back of it? No. They just can you imagine? That'd be amazing if they can hit 1080p and and four and maybe some 4K or or not even 4K but like 2K, right? Like you know they'll they'll be fine on that. So something. I really kind of hope we get a hint of something. Mm -hmm. John, you're you're our Nintendo guy, so I'm kind of excited to see what you everything he lists. Metroid Prime Four, Metroid Prime Four, Metroid. Yeah, after no no after what he said about Hellblade, he better be saying something about Metroid. Well, I did think about you because apparently the team that made the Side scroller Metroid. That news broke. Uh oh. I was gonna send it to you on Twitter, but I didn't. <laughs> I'm not gonna mention Metroid Prime Four. The only reason I mentioned Hellblade was to make a a broader point. Oh, this is all just you know. He would not. In other words, he won't call out Nintendo for not being able to land planes. No, dude. <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna drop something that I think Chris would agree with. Okay. I might even drop two, although I'm not I'm not too keen on the second one. Okay. Um w- when it comes to Nintendo, uh, we talk about <clears throat> all the things, all that, the things. The, that the other consoles are doing that are just second nature. The things that that we take for granted, and then we go over to the Switch console and go, oh. I need my phone to connect with Sean so that we can play Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, which we need to do that again soon. Um, so I'll play tonight, dude. Chris, get out of my face. Chris, you're only doing it with John Speaks. It's not fair. It throws him off, okay? But uh, one of the things that, that you know, I, I, and I think we've been spared to a certain degree this generation of, of Nintendo's console but they need to go they need to go a lot further um how many times does a person need to buy super mario brothers how many versions of that game do i actually own i think i have about 7 versions of it on different consoles well 6 now cuz i traded in the original game it's ridiculous yeah with this with this Nintendo Online, the way that they just sort of boutique things out, this week we're releasing this. This week we're releasing this. Nobody gets excited about that, Nintendo. Just dump it all. As as somebody would say, drag and drop it all into, into the Switch and just let us have it. And I'm even talking about I'm even going I mean I'm even talking about GameCube and, and, and Wii games that are able to to be comparable to and usable on the platform and i know that nintendo is the wacky toy maker i get that so i get that it's not always easy to transfer a game that they once had on the wii or the 3ds sure and make it work on the switch i get yeah. that but a vast majority of your content can be can be dumped onto the platform and i get and and, and i and i also get that there's licensing issues um Maybe you don't really have a current deal with Capcom that you can't put DuckTales, the video game, on, on the Nintendo Switch. But dang it, people would love that. And I feel like there was this 
I feel like there was this renaissance with the with with the virtual console with the virtual console on the Wii. I mean, everything you could have possibly wanted had you done a search, it was there. But it was like this this brief moment in time where Nintendo was doing that. They didn't do it before, and they haven't done it since. Everything everything they've done since it's just sort of been iterative. This week we'll drop this. Look for these titles next month. And we'll do this and we'll do this, but they never just dumped it all in there at once for it to to just create this big giant marketplace. Um, There's a lot that I think, I think the Nintendo switch uh, is, is probably one of my favorite consoles of all time for a lot of reasons, Mm -hmm. but that, but that system and like Chris, I mean, I'm, I don't care about the graphics that much. It's not that big a deal, but when your online store can barely function, I mean, when it takes like minutes sometimes to load, that's a problem. It, it, there's nothing intuitive about it. You just have to scroll through it to see if you want, if maybe you'll find what you're looking for. If you don't know exactly what you're looking for, you, you don't have any way of really categorizing. It's just not a very good, it's not, uh, how would, it's not very intuitive at all. So there's, I mean, like, that's what I mean by, by we can we often take for granted until uh, the things that the other consoles do quality of life wise um until we go to a switch platform or a nintendo platform and go where's all this stuff where's this where's this i'm an i'm a nintendo fanboy that's kind of tired of it um it took 45 for, it took it took 35 years but i got there um they just they just need to become they just need quality of life stuff um that's not hard to do that's not hard to do i was uh, chris would like this i was debating going back and forth and i can tell you one of the things i was expecting him to say about the switch or nintendo in general is discount your games <laughs> yes I was expecting him to go there. Maybe he is. Maybe, maybe that's something I, do. I was about to say something about it. And, and, and I think there's, I, I think, I think there is room to discount certain games that are not in danger of showing up in the MBD list every month with Mario Kart, with breath of the wild. Fine. I get it. But you, you're going to tell me, that two and a half years after its release, you can't discount Octopath Traveler. You can't discount Xenoblade Chronicles 2. It's Sparks. not showing up in your top 10. It's not even showing up in your top 50. Yeah. But that game, if you want access to it and all of its content, now Xenoblade Chronicles 2, not 3. If you want access to that, it's still going to cost you $89.99 to get the entire experience. And that's stupid. And when they discount it, and and Chris will tell you, he he tells me about it all the time. Their discounts are like from fifty nine ninety nine to fifty four ninety nine, or or to yeah, I was gonna say forty nine ninety nine, but the point is still made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Look, I get Mario Kart, I get Smash, I get all your marquee titles that you don't want to discount. I get that these games, and Nintendo was in a special circumstance for some reason. The way their games behave in the market, they continue to sell when other titles like from Sony and Xbox after their first or second week drop dramatically. 
here's the, the it, thing it's that, weird i can't explain why that is but it just is but it doesn't mean there's not room for nintendo to be customer friendly with its with its discounts like the thing i ask myself is like they're like oh they're so unique i'm like is it that or is it just that people have accepted that nintendo is never going to discount games to a point where it's really worth waiting right no, i think people buy like, chris like you know but you don't know the answer of like, because they've never tried it because I really do believe, you know, if, if someone now like what the switch came out in 2017, right? If you told me some little kid finally is getting a switch this Christmas where we know we're on the precipice of switch two, And you're telling me that if you're the parent and the reason you've waited this long is you don't have a lot of money. And you say that, hey, if it's just for Black Friday, if that's it, Mario Kart, Odyssey, Breath of the Wild, um, you know, maybe Splatoon, right? All those things for even a day go to $30 that there's not a likelihood the parent would probably pick up four titles for their kids on that sale. And you would get sales that... Instead of just being, here's your Switch and you got Breath of the Wild. Or here's your Switch and you just get Super Mario Kart or whatever, right? Like, that's the thing I do not understand with how, why they do the way they are. Because, you know, it's like, you should you should be rewarding. And, and again, I say this, I'm like, we're not talking about games that are two or three weeks old. Like what John's talking about. Like where, you know, I was sitting there at Christmas going... John, should I go get Gotham Knights? Now it's only 30 bucks. Should I maybe consider two weeks ago, maybe trying out close to protocol on PC. Now that it's only 47 bucks, right? We're talking about, you know, in the case of something, especially like Mario Kart, that is, that game came out in what? 2013, 10 years is when that game first was released. And we're selling it for 60 bucks and about the most you're going to get off of it is five to $10. That's ridiculous to me. Like there's no reason why it's because you know, you can milk the cow and that's what you're doing. So, you know, like it's why I sit there and when I hear like, you know, and I get it, they all do the corporate speak and they're all corporations in the end. But like when I hear people say Nintendo cares a lot about its customers, I I always kind of laugh at that. Cause I'm just like, if they cared about you, they would be trying to find ways to take care of all their customers <laughs> and, you know, not just the ones who are willing to fork over cash on hand and not think about it. I'll get off my soapbox now. Not you. Well, um, I, I like to joke that grand theft auto five is the best selling game of all time because 60% of their games were sold for five cents each. <laughs> yes, you're right. I mean, they discounted the absolute hell out of their mm -hmm. games. Like you can go on to, even without sales now, you can go on to any of the console stores and probably find it for nine bucks on any given day. I will say, I will say it's taken a long time for Red Dead Redemption 2, the second best-selling game the year that game came out. That's fake um, news, fake, totally fake. Uh, 
it gradually decreased in in sale. Like it, it 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 gradually the sales got better, but it took like three years. Sure. Now it's finally like nineteen ninety nine. Like the first year was fifty nine. It was forty nine ninety nine. Then the year after that, thirty nine. The year after that, twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah. So. But in a, in a year where I was around Chris recently, and I mentioned that something was, man, I'm still not used to sixty nine ninety nine for a game. Chris was like, buddy, that's what it is. Yeah. It just throws me off when y'all want games to be discounted, even if it's just Nintendo. I don't want them um, discounted. When release, people so. still buy them, man, it, and that's why games yeah, are no. still sixty nine ninety nine, yeah. and that's why games are going to be fifty nine ninety nine from Nintendo. It's not a hill that I die on. I'm not as passionate about it as Chris obviously is. But mm. are you telling me you can't sell Captain Toad Treasure Tracker for nine ninety nine? Exactly. <laughs> Who's buying? Amazing. It Who's is amazing. Rules. It is amazing, and it's worth. It's it's worth forty nine ninety nine. Mm. I think that was the price when it came out. It Correct. is worth forty nine ninety nine. That's not the argument. It's just that you know, it's still. It would be Captain, cool to it's see. Not mar- it's not a marquee title. Like like to John's point, like Cyberpunk is on sale literally about once. Uh, a- that's the wrong S show to bring up right now, Chris. <laughs> no, that game is on no, sale. No, it- it's on sale about once a month on steam right Chris, it was see, a hot pile of garbage when it came out not talking about that sean we're talking about I mean, the fact just, that that game is Captain selling Toad was pretty glitchy <laughs> that game right now is selling like hotcakes every time it goes on sale you go to the steam top 10 and it's there right now because guess what it's on sale <laughs> and it People buy it. There's a ton people of people who didn't it. buy Cyberpunk, Chris, because it was a hot pile of garbage. That's the game I was talking about. They waited. Um, and now that it's on sale, they go, well, you know what? Maybe an on-sale hot piece of garbage will be okay, so they try it. But Even though it's gotten better, it's gotten patched. Yeah. It's, Does just, anybody know why hot cakes sell so well? Because <laughs> they're delicious and you put syrup and butter on them. But again, to John's point. And butter on well, you. Chris has to get his point across, so yeah. we can't make jokes. <laughs> To John, I'm in a foul mood now. <laughs> like I'm in a foul mood now. And just, uh, buddy. But Sean's Chris, Sean's fine. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> to the point here, like, or to John's point, like, there's no reason why something like Xenoblade Chronicles, which did have its initial group go out there and buy it, right? It would be beneficial to Xeno, to Xenoblade to to be on sale. Xenoblade Three should be thirty bucks somewhere. Toad Treasure Tracker, as John said, should be nine bucks. I can't even get DC Superhero Girls for a discounted price. That's because you, everybody bought it but you. <laughs> you waited too long. Now it's the most popular DC now game. Now it's a ever. collector's item. <laughs> right. It's in the Disney vault. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm not, I'm, look, I'm not where Chris is. I'm just, I'm like, halfway where chris is yeah i mean come on I mean, xenoblade chronicles 2 i want to pl- i want that so bad but it's like a hundred bucks to buy all of it all yeah. of it it just doesn't well, make it any is, sense it is 400 hours worth of gameplay so that's true you're getting your money's worth and i i don't think i've ever played anything for 400 hours ex- we we want to get lost in a jrpg for 400 hours you know god jrpgs are crazy it's just yeah then we have a show and then a game will come out on a Friday and it'll screw everything up. And you're like, I got to play that. So, so did we, we cover like everything? Friday? Yeah. We went all through all three. 
We did all three. We brought some good things. I feel I like, like we, open- I feel like we solved all the problems in the video. Yeah, games. Yeah, if we were CEOs, it's completely awesome. Um, nice. I do want to open the floor up to anybody who wants to write in maybe in the coming week. Uh, you know, if you got any things that we didn't say that you wanted to maybe add and bring to the show, that would be great. Uh, it would be fan- fantastic even. Hot off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. News! Oh my god, the news. The news is here. We're having a good time on Weekly Games Chat. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, The news team really, (laughs) really came together. Uh, Hey, you're in for a treat. John is now drinking. John, what are you drinking right now for the news segment? I am drinking a lovely scotch, the Macallan 12 year. Hey, you had that before. I recognize that. Yeah, just uh, almost uh, almost done with it. Trying to yeah. Uh, oh, you are almost done with it. That's like another show or two. <clears throat> um, so let's see here. We're going to start off with what we call the metaverse woes, right? And what are we talking about? Well, well game the meta- developed- the, hold on. The metaverse yeah. is what you call your Richard currently, right? At, when I thought it was cool, yes. But now that it's not, we have bailed out on that name for sure. <laughs> <laughs> game <clears throat> game developers overall don't seem to be sold yet on the metaverse. Oh no. According to the 2023 state of the game industry survey question, it read this, which of these companies slash platforms do you think is the best placed to deliver on the promise of the metaverse concept? The most votes from that question went to Epic games at 14%. However, no answer got nearly as much votes as this one. None. The metaverse concept will never deliver on its promise. That answer, ladies and gentlemen, took away 45% of the vote. One notable comment read, quote, the metaverse <laughs> promise as it stands is nothing. The people trying to sell it have no idea what it is, and neither do the consumers. Remember what happened and keeps happening with cloud gaming a decade ago? (laughs) I didn't mean to leave that comment. I didn't know it was going to make the news, boys. (laughs) My bad on that. (laughs) So, well, guys, I got to ask you this question then leading off of that. What what is the metaverse to you? (laughs) Fortnite. Isn't that 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 thing that the Marvel movies do? Like Chris brings up Fortnite. You know why he brought that up? Because when God of War comes out, Kratos is now playable in the game. Marshmallow, a DJ, is DJing in the game. It's like they they kind of grab what being a quote unquote metaverse represents. I almost and, pulled John in tonight because I uh, told him he could get a skin for Dead Space. He could be Isaac in, in Fortnite right now. John, by the way, real quick squirrel moment. Does Sean need to play Dead Space? Oh, that mischievous grin. I don't know. I don't know, buddy. But yeah, Metaverse think, not not doing good. Any other thoughts and prayers that you want to add on to that? Well, I, or- well I, I, I know 100% that Chris can tell us both what conceptually the Metaverse is. Mm-hmm. I just know when he explains it to me, I'm never going to be able to regurgitate that. And by regurgitate, I mean repeat and understand. I've been told what it is. I don't understand what it is. And you can't sell something to people that they don't understand most of the time. 
I don't think it's going away. Um, <laughs> it's just not going to have some inflection point in the next two years where all of a sudden we go, oh, the metaverse is, is, is real life now. And we all live there and we all spend our time there. It's going to be a thing that naturally builds over time. And probably, honestly, as we get older and our kids and their oh, yeah. kids and all that become more and more ingrained into it. I mean, Roblox has basically been raising a metaverse for the last seven years. Tim, yeah. Tim, and it, dude, yeah. It, it happened overnight. And like, we're over here fighting about what Nintendo and all that. <laughs> Tim Lee doesn't care about that. You know, like none of those kids do. Dude, you should have seen the dust that was on her Nintendo uh, dock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she just put in the hallway. She did. She gives zero about I mean, a console, but I tell you what she wanted for Christmas was an iPad. So she had a bigger screen to play Roblox on. Yeah. But you know, I could see a day 10 years, <laughs> 20 years from now where you put on your VR headset or yeah. whatever, and you're watching the rocket league championships, then going over to play Fortnite with your friends dressed as all your, whatever Marvel character you love. And then you hop over and peruse various stores for, you know, digital items that you can wear throughout various games, not just one. And that's a metaverse. You know, that is what they're kind of hoping it eventually becomes. I don't think it will probably be Mark Zuckerberg, though, that is leading that charge. Yeah. So fly in the chat. Exactly what I want. If this was happening, if it was going to this, mm-hmm. if it was Ready Player One. If we were getting to that point, dude, head first, I'm diving in. Yes. Uh, Because I think that, I think to be able to, like the concept, this is going to be kind of nerdy. You could put on a VR headset and you could be taught in college and you could literally see and walk around a pyramid. I mean, like stuff like that. That is amazing. If they could harness that, but I think the movie and the book was ahead of its book, obviously before the movie, it's kind of ahead of its time. We may not be there. It would be awesome to me. That's what a quote unquote metaverse is. And and I get, it's funny, John, uh, you say you get lost in, when somebody explains what a metaverse is. What was the thing where they're, I'm drawing a blank right now. Cause I can only think about metaverse. The, uh, the, the, and I want to say NIL let what, this is ridiculous. I'm getting old. The, when they make like drawings and they become like, you have to sell them. NFTs. NFT. There you go. Yeah. That's the same thing, John. You explain to me what NFT is. I'm lost. So I think That's Chris. A pyramid on, scheme. Hit, yeah. He's, <laughs> it's a, I think Chris has hit it on the, on the head once again, where I think we're just, we're old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're, can we, can I put a CD in it? I'm gonna I'm gonna burn you some CDs. I'm gonna burn you a mix CD to someone, show you how much I love you. Someone today asked me if I had a 3.5 floppy disk. I was like, "What? Oh my goodness! <laughs> Holy lord!" Well, well, it's funny when you know when our generation, the save icon is te- is literally a floppy disk. It's the image of a floppy disk, but. If you ask someone, my, my if you ask my kid what that is, they just say that's the save icon. They have no idea what it references. They don't know why that symbol means save icon. They're like, what's a floppy disk? <clears throat> just like that. It's crazy. Uh, so, yeah, I'm 42 years old. And I do love the Oregon Trail, the original game. Okay, I'll be, yeah. I'll be for you this year, John. <laughs> Should I get ready? 
You already yes. look 50, my friend. Mm. I love that wasn't I'm that's kidding. because you talked about Nintendo. He got you back. Well, he better get ready. Oh, because Nintendo gets ready, John. Nintendo that, gets that's, ready. That's Nintendo. That's, <laughs> Chris, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Are you hurt? I'm sorry. I love you. No, I didn't mean no, it. I said he didn't mean it. It was just for the, the clickbait. For the yeah. show. <laughs> All right. Nintendo is planning to ramp up production of the Switch in the next fiscal year in preparation of the Legend of Zelda Tears or Tears of the Kingdom. According to a report from Bloomberg, this ramp up will begin in April. The company has also noted that this ramp up is due to a sudden available available availability of components in the marketplace that previously caused shortages that harmed Nintendo's hardware sales. This article coupled with that's where I came up with that whole Zelda plus they're going to be for some reason they're like we got to make more switches. Um I think they need to if they want to sell these switches they're making they better they better do some good things. Well, it's but, it also squashes the the hope or rumor or whatever or it was it that people had that Tears or Tears of the Kingdom was going to be coincided with a new console. Maybe and it I doesn't. Think, <clears throat> it could it though. Doesn't. It could be coinciding with a special <clears throat> Tears of the Kingdom, Tears of the Kingdom, whatever. Switch. Yeah. You know, I think they've already version. announced that. Yeah. I might have I might be mistaken, but I think they've already announced that. So <clears throat> maybe they'll do something like that. <clears throat> but I just uh, think Chris, Chris will be Chris will be happy playing this game chugging along at 28 <laughs> frames per second. Be like, oh boy. Oh, there I goes just my weapon. It was another I just really when I look back, I loved how they did Twilight Princess. It was at the end of that one console. John. The Wii. The oh, Wii. the GameCube. 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 And then you got to play it on the Wii if you decided to go there with it. I actually that, played it. I actually played it on the GameCube. I played it on the Wii. It was one of the, I think well, maybe the first well, game up. Well, on the GameCube, the GameCube one was the canon one because in the GameCube one that he was technically left-handed in that game. <laughs> the, the, in that game that you just said was you don't, gold. Yeah, you don't, you, you don't remember that? It's like, how do we put this game on the Wii? Because if you, if you go back before Twilight Princess and... Hello, guys, I'm a nerd. If you go back Twilight Princess and, be, and before... Link always carried the sword in his left hand. Well, SoFly in our chat, John, is reporting and Chris that the Zelda Switch has leaked. I trust SoFly. Yeah, I think I think we saw it at some uh, a while back. But I just want to see a Link right now, like an act, not like I know. Ho- let me explain. Not like Link from Zelda, but like a Link that I can click to see it. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, show that stuff. Show show us your pics uh, of Link. Uh, never mind. But um, the Wii version was the GameCube version flipped. Uh, so mirrored. Game, yeah, it was mirrored. The world was mirrored. Everything was just backwards. And really? because yeah, because Link in that in in the Wii version, in order to use the Wii Motion Plus, the Wii Motion, he was right-handed because most people were because the shield was yeah. I did this with the shield and I sorted yeet yeet like that. Yep. Yeah. Hey, John, I, you're not wrong. Yeah, and I think that at that point going forward, Link has been right-handed, I think. Just like Skyward, God. Skyward, that is crazy. Yeah, Skyward, actually, Sword, Skyward Sword, he's right-handed. And I think even Breath of the Wild, he's right-handed. Isn't that crazy? And it, yes, that actually is crazy. 
the more you um, know. <laughs> it's okay, also, okay. you know, we're so used to saying Avengers assemble. It's also weird if you say like for them to disassemble. No, no, no. Great pivot, Sean. Well, I was trying Great. to, but Chris just waved me off. Avengers! Disassemble. That's how you do that one. (laughs) (laughs) Crystal Dynamics is preparing to end active development on Marvel's Avenger. Not to be confused with Marvel's Avengers, uh, which it says is in conjunction with our partners. Sport will discontinue effective September 30th, which will cause digital purchases to no longer be available. Solo content will continue to remain playable as well as the multiplayer content. This means that the studio has no more plans to update 2.8 uh, after 2.8 on March 31st and will turn off cosmetic marketplaces uh, and the credits will no longer be purchasable. So obviously this was a huge success for Square. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> you may have abandoned Marvel's Avengers, but they never abandoned you. They stuck with you guys for uh-huh. three years. Wait, two years? Three years? It will be three years. Fortnite's they stuck like, with it. Fortnite's like, that's cute. Yeah, it's cute. That's real <laughs> that's, cute. That's real cute. <laughs> I Fortnite. This is that Fortnite's still in an open beta. <laughs> It will forever be in an open beta. Yep. Hate them. Hate and by the them. way, just as a side, I watched Ninja play Fortnite today, and I remembered why I'm never going to play Fortnite again. He's still playing that thing? He's a god at it. Is yes. he still making a lot of money? Well, the thing is, well, uh, he, he doesn't, he doesn't, he, I found out he's not partnered with Twitch anymore on purpose because he, he likes to stream on YouTube where he makes more money than he does on Twitch. I said what I said. Okay. And never feel bad for him because he got $50 million from Microsoft to be on a platform for a month and a half. Yeah, you I suppose know, so. I'm never going to apologize. Ninja oh. is a... Jeez. Draven. My, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> moderated. Sorry. <laughs> uh don't don't apologize chris just like uh well you could be like the ubisoft ceo if you did that uh as we've discussed you know previously ubisoft is facing a difficult financial time ceo yves gilmore was forced to walk out uh sorry walk back his comments where he is referred to the ubisoft employee saying this the ball is in your court you guys remember that i do after backlash, he later stated, I heard your feedback, and I'm sorry this was perceived that way. When saying the ball is in your court to deliver our lineup, I was talking about tennis. Wait, that's not there. I was talking about on time and at the expected level of quality. I wanted to convey the idea that more than ever, I need your talent and energy to make it happen. This is a collective journey that starts, of, of course, with myself, Eves, and with the leadership team to create the conditions for all of us to succeed together. Q and High School Musical, we're all in this together, and let's get this party going, boys. Together. Together. <laughs> yeah, that's just not a good thing to say when you're in that kind of trouble to your employees and you're a CEO, I think. So good job, I guess. Apologize. Because- all right, let me let me let me take a sip here. Because honestly, it shouldn't be on them. It should be on him. 
He's the guy who makes millions upon millions of dollars. He's the guy who structures the leadership. He's the guy that puts out the funds and hires the teams and structures this stuff and has a leadership team. And that's who it should be on. It should be on them to organize their studios in a way that they can be efficient and deliver on time. It's no one else. Employees' job is to show up and do the work. Let me, Sean, do you have something to say about this? No. Do you feel that he was out of line by saying that? No, because I, I kind of didn't think, like, when you say the ball's in your court, I didn't take that particular comment as, like, mean or, like, wow, that's right. insensitive. But I yeah. kind of get, you know, when somebody says, hey, man, ball's in your court, that means kind of, like, think about all the things that you're now responsible for and let's do it or whatever. But maybe I'm different. Yeah, I, I guess I guess maybe I'm different too. I, I just, to me, this is an example of a a whiny, sensitive employee culture, mm-hmm. and not just at Ubisoft. Across the board, we 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 have to be pandered to at every turn. A, a, a company we we are happy as employees. Hold on. Oh, Scott, we are happy. Up. We are happy as employees for our CEO to come here and say. We are a success because of you, not you helped us, not you had a contributing factor, but you are the reason we are the success we are today. And employees, as employees, we eat that stuff up. But if someone dares to suggest that we might contribute that our contribution might fall in the opposite direction, we can't be adult about it. We can't handle that type of news. Now, now, now from a historical perspective, we know how gaudy and huge these Ubisoft studios have been. Yes. They try something and try something and try something and try something and try something until they get it right. Now, what he's saying here is the ball's in your court to figure out sooner, quicker, with less budget to get something right in three tries as opposed to 10. Because the way that Ubisoft has operated in the past, you can try something 10 times and we've got the budget to for you. That budget will be there. No questions asked. But what he's saying is the ball is in your court to be more responsible with our money. And me as an employee of a, of, of a company, the ball is in my court to be the responsible employee that I'm paid to be. So I just think as a culture, we just, we're thinking about this stuff backwards now. And, and, and it just, it bothers me so much, even though it probably shouldn't, it just bothers me so much that we can take the praise and we can, and, and we can take the credit for a company's success, but don't you dare put it on us by telling us a little, little mundane comment that the ball is in your court. Now, he wasn't saying that the company's success, the ball is in your court. But these are the guidelines we've laid before you, and in order to achieve them, the ball is in your court. I don't think that that's an outrageous comment. I just don't. I See, to me, it's the context. That's where I think what blew this up in his face, because you did this right on the heels of going and canceling four games yeah. every game De- was canceled. saying you're delaying everything and basically your saying court. your company is in dire positioning and it's like well it's on you guys to figure this out it was like how it's coming off and it's like it's not 
I, I don't care. Like in the end, corporations start with their leadership. That's why you hire people. And it's their job to pass that down and to make sure they have good chains and good flow and all that. A man can only take care of as far as a regular employee can only take care of what's he's charged to do. You know, if the employee sits there and speaks up and makes complaints to the next higher up, but then basically you say, well, we don't want these two areas to communicate because then they'll just argue with one another instead of fixing a problem together. Right. And moving on or realizing what one decision they're making is affecting a different part of development. You don't Are have you that kind of Congress right now. Is this politics? No, I'm, I'm talking about just game <laughs> development. Cause like this was, this was the problem with cyberpunk, right? Like cyberpunk, they said like everyone was kind of siloed. They didn't really have good communication between the teams. And again, that goes to leadership and goes higher up. That's not on the common employee. The common employee is doing what you're asking of them. And, you know, that sometimes entails, as we say, like working extra hours, putting in that crunch and all that kind of stuff. You're doing that. It's your job at the top to have the foresight, to have systems in place to make sure that you're managing things. And it's very clear. Yes. Regardless yes. of how you feel about it, it's very clear right now. Ubisoft does not have good management of its stuff. And that's evident in the fact that like their biggest release in the last year was a DLC in Just Dance. You know, that's that's all they have to show the for the last the 12 months. Yeah. So that's that's I mean, to me. That's I mean, that's that's, that's a good point, Chris. And I, I don't mm -hmm. disagree with you, but they put out more content than Xbox did. No, they didn't. <laughs> that, like literally last year, Xbox had more content as far as they actually had a game, you know, like release in like the last two years a new thing the last big thing the really best last big ip new ip they had was valhalla that's the last thing they launched or i'm sorry so you, no far cry 6 far cry 6 which was 2021 so you don't count mario plus rabbits i guess yeah that's nintendo too so you know okay. like and it's not their big profitable thing like the fact that you have not had assassin's creed since valhalla despite Look, well, Chris, you're not you're, you're not going to you're not going to sit here and tell me because I agree mm -hmm. with you that Ubisoft didn't screw up its mm -hmm. management style. I get that. But I honestly think that there's a problem with employee culture when you can't simply handle a comment as mundane as the ball is in your court. If you've never had an employer, a supervisor, someone give you a task and say, here's your task. Now the ball's in your court. That just means you're not adult enough to take that. But I he's think not saying that. Employee, I think, yes, he is. No, he's saying he the said, success no, of this. Just, listen, listen to me. He said, these are the adjustments we've made. These are the cuts we've made. These are the things we're doing. Now that we've done that, we've laid out another, a new vision. Mm -hmm. Now the ball's in your court to help us make that happen. Mm. Now, either the ball is never an employee's court or it's always in an employee's court. Sometimes it is in their court. And I Okay, then, well then 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 that's then then why is everything so <laughs> Well, I'd say it, one you put you, out You would email. agree, you would agree at least that a that a, that a company culture is always going to give the employees credit for the company's success. Yes, they should. Okay. So what is the problem with saying the balls in your court? 
over success and failure. I it's think, like the employees look, get look, credit. If, Hold on. The employees get credit if the, if the company's successful, but don't you dare blame us if the companies fail. It's like, just be an adult. Take it. It's fine. I think he's not telling, he's not telling you that if the company fails, it's your fault. No, his, his, his biggest mistake here is he put out an email as opposed to, I think like to your point, right. That, okay. no, that well, line, that, that line mm-hmm. can work. If like, for instance, you're a CEO and you're in a room with them and say like, look guys, I know that it's my job to manage you all and to manage the company, but this is the truth right now. The success of where this game goes for the rest of us as a company this year comes down to you. It comes down to how well, like if you're phrasing it that way, it's good. But on the other hand, like I said, you're this guy who's going on the shareholder calls and canceling everything and saying you're in dire straits. And then you put out an email that just says, Hey, by the way, the ball's in your court and you don't have any context as you're in the employee. You're thinking if you're the employee, you're going like, why the hell's the ball in my court? I didn't guess in this mess. I just showed up and did what you asked me to do. You know, I'm not the one who made a deal with Singapore that said we had to put out a game. And that's why you're basically not canceling skull and bones. That's the main reason is they get a huge tax credit for this game. If they get it shipped, it's like crazy to think about. Sean, you're not reading the comments. Yeah, I am. No, they, they know. (laughs) And so, yes, I did not check out. I'm looking for something that the person who said I checked out sent me. I was looking in images but he was a link he sent me in a text. And for context, we're all the way back to what the uh, Zelda switch looks like. Huh. And oh, I do gotcha. have that now. I'm going to send that to our discord so you can see it too. But Chris, if, if what was came, not going to happen is me getting called out for being checked out. But Chris, if it came out in an email form that yeah. might paint a pic, a, a different picture. So I, think I, that's I, what I definitely, did. I can grant you that for sure. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Microsoft granted, something no one wants, which is layoffs this week. Layoffs. Uh, yeah. Microsoft <laughs> recently announced that 10,000 jobs would be cut. This announcement came on the anniversary of the announcement of the Activision Blizzard acquisition. Such great timing. Great timing. According to Bloomberg, a number of developers at three Xbox studios were informed that their positions were being eliminated. A total of 878 positions are being impacted. They mainly affected the coalition 343. I think it got the worst of the worst from what I've read. Uh, and Bethesda also got hit. Um, hey, Chris. <clears throat> Chris, can you imagine just the PR guy going, let's do it tomorrow. <laughs> Maybe do it tomorrow. <laughs> hey, when did we do the acquisition? You want to do okay. it next week? Do it tomorrow. Okay. Why do you want to do it next week? Just just a hunch. You know, my instinct kicking in. Let's do this next week. Yeah, I think this sucks because I don't think this outside of maybe 343. I, I'm not surprised there are layoffs at 343, right? Like yeah. 343 has got yeah. a lot of issues that they need to figure out in the next couple of years. And the fact that their game is shipped, it if you're, you know, what's the classic move in, in game development? You ship the game, then you cut staff to save expense, right? So, you know. Mm-hmm. As I always say, makes sense. Um, but, you know, obviously this is not so much driven by Xbox. And that's why you're seeing only 900 or less than 900 jobs get cut from them. It's driven more so from what's going on in Silicon Valley right now. So that's. Yeah, you know, I, I agree with that. I we, agree with that. We, we talk about all the advantages Microsoft has, you know, Xbox has compared to Sony and, and to Nintendo. This is the downside, right? I don't think Sony is in a 
point going to lay off people anytime soon. And Nintendo certainly isn't. Ubisoft might. Um, <laughs> but so what, 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 Chris, just as a side note, what got, what, what killed me about this is when I, when I read 10,000, I go, Oh my God. And it's 5%. But then I read, but then I read 5% and I go, Oh my God. These companies <laughs> How many are huge. Do they have, I think they're at like 130,000. Yeah. All, yeah. all, you know, all over the world, but it's like, mm-hmm. it's like the coalition is what really caught my eye really weird it's like they're they're in the they've got to be in the middle of development which is weird yeah that you would that you would cut like that in the middle of development what they're supposedly working on something else besides i thought like a a star wars game or something that they're working on it's rumor i've lost track of who's working on star wars yeah but that's uh, i mean i'm not sure what part of bethesda got hit but I think it was ESO. This is going to be funny. Mm -hmm. I have been a little zoned out. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Did you just read the layoff one or did we already read the three, four, three? And did we just combine things? (laughs) I have been that checked out. (laughs) (laughs) And you're not even drinking. I'm not even drinking. Yeah. Cause I I was trying, you know, the thing like when you, Let's let's so let so you're at school and you get a text or you zone out for a minute and then you kind of got to zone back in because you realize the teacher's talking about something important. Yeah, we're talking you, about the layoffs. So who read the layoffs? Chris did. He wasn't supposed to read the layoffs. Yeah, was. He it was. Not? I thought you he read Ubisoft CEO. Oh. Yeah, it was Sean. Oh, yeah, I did go. I jumped. So yeah. so then in my head I go, did it's Chris a- read that? It's, it's okay, okay if he did. I'm but too toasted. Are, to are they going back to the layoffs because they're talking about the next thing too? And then I went, "Oh crap, Sean, you've been zoned out for a minute." Good point. <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't even catch that. I did that? No. So it's fine. It's I haven't been drinking, and I I've been posting pictures of things. I've been just doing everything but a podcast. Well, but yeah, <laughs> John, do you want me to steal wrong. it? <laughs> no. Well, that is a lot of employees, and yes, that's my take. <laughs> I should steal for it's John. Like, okay. It's like five five percent of Microsoft's employees is a hundred percent of the employees of the place that we may or may not work at. Yeah. That's crazy to me. And what was it? Google Actually, announced two hundred two hundred percent. What was it? Google announced twelve thousand. I think last year Facebook like laid off like twenty five or thirty thousand, something like that. And it was again, it's like the similar percentages. It's ridiculous. Um well, since I already stole John's, I'll just go ahead and read mine because he, he. I can't yes. read anyway. It's exactly. Extra bullying. Yeah, do it. Three, four, three, though, guys, don't fear. It's here to stay. Uh, rumors have been swirling regarding the removal of three, four, three industries from primary development of the Halo franchise. However, the studio has taken to Twitter to state that it will quote continue to develop Halo now and in the future, according to Pierre Hints. Halo and Master Chief are here to stay. 343 Industries will continue to develop Halo now and in the future, including epic stories, multiplayer, and more of what makes Halo great. Clearly, 343 has planted its flag. I think it's a good Phil, thing. From Phil called them today and said, "Why did you, why did you post that?" Yeah, wait, right. what's happening? You are not doing this. We just. I uh, tell you what, you're not going to do today. We just contracted with a Sony <laughs> studio called Bungie. They're going to take a look at this franchise. Oh, Ooh, no. <laughs> burn, right. Burn, um, 
I, from what I read, the big thing that got cut the most from 343 were people who were working on the campaign uh, and expansion. So I wouldn't be surprised if that means we're probably not mm. going to get a sequel. And while I don't doubt what they're saying is true, I think what this means is all code to say 343 is going to go away for a while into darkness and they're going to figure <laughs> out what they need to do. Uh. And what the future of Halo is as far as going forward. And then maybe in five years, we'll see them come back. <laughs> I don't recommend going in darkness, though. Ooh. I know that was a figure of speech because being in places dark is kind of scary. Star Trek went into darkness. Monsters could, like, jump out at you and stuff. <laughs> Chris. <laughs> Remember that? I, uh, I, th- I've, I recently, and you guys are going to want me to keep playing VR games that are scary, but I played going back and playing a VR game on PSVR and I forgot how like it can be dark and alien scary and I don't like it. It'd be like almost playing last of us or something like that in VR. Oh, that's, that's where I'm going with it, Chris. That's creating my own. Cause pivot. I was, I was really wondering. I know. <laughs> um, but you know, how, how, how the last of us would impact me in a VR landscape. It's me because he he's barreled over like three of yours. You're up next when about Bioware. You want to go ahead and prepare? Yeah, I'll do. But I'll, I'm on. I'm going to talk about the impact of Last of Us right now. I'll do my go for it. <laughs> <laughs> the Last of Us, if you've been under a rock, uh, is a show that came out on HBO and is pretty awesome. Let's be honest. It is having an amazing impact, however, on software sales of the game. Believe it or not, according to GameIndustry.biz. The PS5 remake enjoyed a remarkable 238% sales jump in the UK. Apparently, people in the UK just never played the game. Uh, the PS4 remaster saw a 322% sales bump as well. These numbers coincide with the first epi- episode that aired on January 15th. As we reported last week, the show enjoyed HBO's second highest debut in a decade Second only to House of the Dragon. They, and, uh, one more tidbit on that I read yeah. today. Um, tibbit? Tibbit? Yeah, a little tibbit? bit tibbit. Um, it just broke their record for, for HBO shows from jump of viewership from the first to second episode. From the premiere to the second Fun episode. fact alert. So, that is, that's a weird stat. That's it like is. It is. A, that's like me as a baseball player saying, I led this team in ninth inning but, doubles in the month of August. <laughs> but, you know, it's one of those things where right. you go, hey, the no, premiere was like 12 million. And then you go, oh, that means maybe like 20 million watched this week. Okay. Which is, that's that's nice if you're them. So you're John saying I should watch it. Yeah, John yeah. still. This won't. whole thing about let's let them all come out is the dumbest thing ever as it relates specifically to the Last of Us show, John. It, too smart. much stuff's going to come out about it. I just. I, 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 <laughs> John's hammered. John should watch. Uh, John needs to watch this week's episode, John, just because his favorite person in the world directed it. And Neil Druckmann? Neil Druckmann directed this week's episode. He's a he he's a fine, my favorite person. I I do I do like me a good Neil Druckmann. I really do. Sean, how much did you enjoy this past week's episode? It was phenomenal. Were I gave it, it. If we're on a ten scale, mm-hmm. like let's just go one to ten. It's a it's an eleven. I went over the number. I'd so say that eleven. It, it, if you were to act out what eleven meant, it would be. <laughs> 
It would be, <laughs> yes. Exactly. Is that old yet? It's probably No, old. no, no. It's just possibly. No, it's not old. No. <laughs> Those clickers, by the way. Huh? Those clickers, by the way. Oh, dude. Spot. There are times that I've said this, John, and anybody who's not watched this, they have found a way for the first time that I can remember to have the color palette on a screen for the show. That's the same kind of color palette from the game. What I mean by that is there are times when I feel like, oh, my God, is this the game? Like, it's that good. And then Chris just brought up clickers. Everybody, no spoilers, as best we can. In the first game, you run across something called a clicker in a specific environment. They nailed this. And to the point where Chris just mentioned, when you finally see what this clicker is, you go, oh, my God. What'd you say, Chris? I was like, yeah, yeah. like, yeah, A plus. (laughs) Yeah, it's phenomenal. And it's one of those things that from, from... Sometimes things are so outrageous in a video game and it can live in that space because it's a video game that the translation to a TV show or a movie, you're kind of like, what? Especially when you try to make it a quote unquote real life feel, but then you add video game elements to it, it can miss. I'm going to tell you right now, they're hitting it out of the park. They are not missing a thing on this show. It's phenomenal. Especially like the little things they've added. Uh, Spoilers, there's some wonderful, tasteful uh, nudity this week. Uh, if you want, but uh, no, brief, you, yeah, we've been listening to weekly games chat, but I'm gonna cut the news segment off a little early tonight. <laughs> but no, um, just the little things that, that the things they're adding, like it, it's fun because, like, it, it's like it doesn't change anything, it's just no, it's them going, Neil going, like, hey, we really didn't get an opportunity to talk about this when you're going through the adventure, because the adventure is the adventure. Why don't we bring this up? Why don't we just show this to you and, and do a cool little scene with it? And they did, they've done two of them now. And even like now this, this upcoming episode, I'm really excited for, because there's a very famous part in the game, great character. And I think they're going to give us a completely new perspective on it. So I'm really yeah. excited to see next week. Well, John, one of the things they added, it, it is like, why is this here? Mm-hmm. Well, what they did, so they found a unique way to explain how a change can happen within a person through a specific time frame by the imagery we saw in picture A, video B played, and then in picture C, you everything made sense. Mm-hmm. And they did that in the first episode brilliantly. And they, they're doing things like, like Chris mentioned, the additions. Um, it's amazing. Do we uh, we both have the same, right? I'm going to answer a question in chat. How does think, mine not look? So- look, I think what makes The Last of Us, the show, so successful is really talented key players. You're not wrong. Like Neil Druckmann. Yeah. Uh, are you going to read this, John? Bioware <laughs> loses another key player and this. I just want to make sure that the audience understands that I, f- that I did the notes up to seven stories. Chris jumped in and finished it up for me by making it an odd nine, an odd nine. But thank you, Chris. Hmm. Um, Mac Walters, the production director of Dragon Age Dreadwolf and the lead writer for Mass Effect 2 and 3 has left the company after nearly two decades of service. Quote, With a new year comes new adventures, as some of you already know. At the end of last year, I decided to leave Bioware. These past 19 years have been a life-changing experience, to say the least, and it made 
the choice to go very difficult. Walters states he is on a career break, but one must hope a studio can recruit his talents. 19 years is a long time to be anywhere, Chris. It is. The studio. I don't think it's a good thing that uh, we still don't know exactly when Dreadwolf is coming out and you're reading a production director and one yeah, of the best, best writers in the history of Bioware is, is leaving the studio. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hope he enjoys the break, but I mean, if he can't be there, it'd be nice if like he could come to Obsidian or I don't know, I'm trying to think of our state. I'm sure, I'm sure Ubisoft could use his talents um <laughs> with with some story writing he could give something cool there or maybe um something with sony even who knows uh, there's there's so many great options someone will give him a, a home <laughs> sean what happened man huh <laughs> what happened just doing a little live action tweakage you know what I'm saying? someone someone's <laughs> upset that my video looks better and i tried to explain Look, chris explained the why yeah chris yeah. is a natural coming from his source Hmm. mine's coming from my source to Chris's source to another source. Yeah. You might be only okay. in 720p instead of 1080p, and that's probably what... Which, I, on mine, I'm 1080, right? Yeah. All right. Well, Sean, there's a uh, there's probably a card for sale that you could probably grab. It has nothing to do with a graphics card, John. I know that, but it just made me think about it. You need to quit trying to push your desires of buying a new PC for no reason on top no, of me. No reason? There's, you okay. don't need a PC. I do. I you do. Don't. You have it's. You don't need it. You can. I, you can get away with everything. Finally, just I want it so bad. I'm just sick of Chris flaunting his PC specs. He is a bit pretentious with that. I agree. Look at me. I'm Chris. I'm a peacock. I got the 4090. Blah blah blah. 80. I know. Did you get the 4090? Yes, recently. Okay, you good. He's you, lying to you right now because we're on the show. You have the 4090, don't you? <laughs> Obsidian guys wants out. Wait, did you do filing this week? Yeah, I just did it while you were talking because I thought <laughs> you would you? hear it. In, I would hear like, I thought your banter was going. I was like, maybe I just do this. I don't think you did. Did you? I did. I think Holy he did. Crap. I didn't even hear it. Yeah, because you I were... kind of heard it. And then I was like, did he do that? He might have did that. Bye. This, this, this week. He did it again. We got a double finally. Ladies and gentlemen, this is only sweet tea. Guys, hey, isn't there a studio called Double Fine? Okay. <laughs> Guys, Obsidian wants Fallout. Obsidian Entertainment CEO Fergus Urquhart, that's a great name, <laughs> 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 said he'd like to create another Fallout game before he retires. Obsidian previously developed Fallout New Vegas, which is often cited as the best of the modern era Fallout games. Speaking, speaking with game pressure, the CEO stated, I would love to make another Fallout before I retire. I don't know when that is. I don't have a date for my retirement. It's funny. You could say, I'm already 52 or... I'm only 52. It's one of those two, depending on the day. My hope is that it will happen, but we'll have to wait and see. Bethesda has previously announced that Fallout 5 will be its next project after it completes Elder Scrolls 6, which means it will likely be launching November 2039. But with Bethesda and Obsidian being under Xbox control, a new game by the studio has been on the wish list for fans 
of the series. Make this freaking happen now. Cancel what you have to. Let Casey and I have our fun running around punching people in the wasteland <laughs> and, and, I, and a world made by Obsidian. I definitely want them to finish Outer Worlds 2. Yeah. Which they're working on. Yeah. But when they're done, this needs to happen. I, I don't know. I don't know this for sure, Chris. Mm -hmm. But the rumor goes that Obsidian, when they released Fallout New Vegas, was denied their bonus because they were one point away from the Metacritic score that would yeah, have given I've heard them. that. Uh -uh. Yeah, yeah. And, and the ironic Oof. thing is that if you ask many people, I mean, the, pit of, the, <laughs> <laughs> the pivotal moment for the Fallout franchise, yeah, everybody, everybody was nervous about Fallout 3, but when it came out, they were like, this is what, this is amazing. But there, there, there seems to be like a cult fan favorite that is Fallout New Vegas. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Fallout, John, real quick squirrel moment. Yeah. Fallout 76 is free on PlayStation Plus right now. We should, we play, should that. play that game. Fallout 76 is free every day on Game Pass. Oh. It's actually it's actually a PlayStation Plus game of the month. Yeah. And yeah, but it comes with all the freebies too. Oh yeah. It's all the extras. So it's like game all Pass. the things. So, so Sean, what are you doing after the show? Playing Fallout 76 with my bestest friend, John, George Seifert's friend. No, you're not. <laughs> George Seifert's friend. But but my but my, my curiosity about this, uh, Chris, if there was any bad blood between Obsidian and Bethesda, and I know they're under the same umbrella now, so I'm yeah. just wondering if that's going to happen. I definitely think it probably at the time closed the door for them to work on other things, right? But I, I also think that was one of those things where like they were fine with it because they were like, we need more games to ship. But honestly, until someone makes Todd Howard give up his toys, I don't think he ever wants to give up his toys. Right. And that's probably going to be the hardship for, um, for Bethesda software going forward in the next couple of years. Cause if Starfield, let's just imagine Starfield is a hit. And you're Microsoft. You really want that, don't you? You well, I mean, <laughs> I'm hearing good things. I've heard good things in the last week. I was like, my my hype is up for it. Right, week. right. Um, but regardless, like if Starfield hits, right? Like, say that goes out and either brings in X number of people, Game Pass, or actually sells like 20, 30 million copies. Microsoft is not going to want to be in a cycle where people wait 10 years for the next Elder Scrolls, 10 years then for Fallout. And then finally, 10 years for Starfield 2. They want these things to be rolling out every, you know, kind of like Sony properties. Like, hey, every three, four years, you're going to get something. In and your, Obsidian. There yeah. you go. And you see it like right now, Sony's actually trying to figure it out themselves because, of course, their, their most valuable thing is really Naughty Dog properties. And obviously, if, if Naughty Dog doesn't want to make a new Uncharted game, someone's got to make an Uncharted game because that's just money. Right? That's that's money. Sure. Yeah. So I really should give a Fallout game a chance, huh? You should. Not not 76, but like because like my a real brother, Fallout game. My brother loves New Vegas. He loved three and four. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, let's go play together. Can we can we co-op? We'll figure out a way. Mods. Like in-game mods, bro. It's going down. 
that's the wrong one. That's the wrong music. People think the show. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this has been. Shut up, because we haven't done something yet. But in order to do that, I have to ask my two co-hosts. You guys want to wrap this up? Uh, never. Just to be safe. Truck truck. Electronic mail from the future, all the way from and son. Sorry, did you mean to say scene? No, no. <laughs> you know when I say emails, mm-hmm. oh, it reminds okay. me of Captain Caveman. Captain Caveman. And son. <laughs> anyway, got- nobody knows who Captain Caveman is because none of you are in your 40s. But yeah, that's okay. I know John, who Captain Caveman is. No, I feel I, like, I, but you're in your 40s. I feel, I like, I feel like Alejandro, based on his pick and his email, is knows. Well, here's the deal. Here's the deal. I got some I got some information that I need to pass along to you, Chris. Oh. You need to make sure that you read the one email from Christian. So set that up however you need to. Okay. You have to read that email. I'll just read it now. Okay. (laughs) Oh, wow. I don't know if I can read this email. It's not really. Oh, okay. Uh, It just simply says, uh, soapbox is the title. It says Chris yelling at a multi-billion dollar company about how they make too much money. Uh, sent from his Nintendo at Swold. And of course, it's just your classic uh, man on soapbox meme picture attached. That's nice. You're not wrong. We're going to go ahead. If, if you can, Headboy Nacho, could you go ahead and attach that to our Discord chat uh, area and say this is the this is the image that from my email today from the show. If you listen, you'll know or something like that. Oh, that's what's up. Yo, Chris, Chris, that's you, man. That that should be on a shirt, and we should just call it Chris. I definitely soapbox. I have no problem getting up on a soapbox and and telling the world problems. I got you problems gonna, with corporations, and you're gonna listen to it, darn it. <laughs> you were gonna read Alejandro's too, so go ahead. Yeah, uh, gentlemen, and he titled he titled this the Final Frontier. That's a Star Trek reference. Whoa, that is. Yeah, beam me up, brother. Hearing Chris gush about his most anticipated game of 2023, No Man's Skyrim, got me it. thinking about the importance of the game of a game setting. While not as wet as Chris about so, few are as wet as me about <laughs> Chris, Starfield. Chris is wet for Starfield. <laughs> He's so wet for Starfield. He's so wet. Every every I I've got a cardboard cut cut out at this point of Todd Howard, and every night I just stroke <laughs> it and go, "Tell me about the features again." And then you I click start, play on the you're video. Dripping. You are hey, dripping. Hey, Todd. <laughs> tell tell me about how I can build different things as spaceships. <laughs> how many classes are there? Uh, oh yeah, I like those classes. Oh, my oh god. Uh, but anyways, well, not as one is Daddy Howard. Hey, Daddy Howard. 
Hey. <laughs> uh, while Nas what about as Chris about Starfield, I too am looking forward to playing it because it has a sci-fi space setting, which is my favorite. Same, my, bro. And this is funny, actually. He, I hear this so many times. Our buddy Mike is the exact opposite of of Alejandro. What I'm about to read. My yeah. least favorite saying for a game is fantasy. Not true. Like yeah, you know, in part yeah. because it's used in so many games. I can't explain it, but killing space aliens with plasma rifles is, for me, much more satisfying than hitting orcs with magical fireballs. And unless you're a nerd who plays WoW, we all tend to agree. That wasn't right, an email. I, this is, I didn't write up a thing like that one time. Chris quit the show, but I'm out. I'll see you guys later. I'm done. <laughs> so my question is, what are your most and least favorite settings for a video game? And what games have you enjoyed more or would you have enjoyed more had the setting been different? Scientifically yours, Alejandro. And this was sent from his Space Cadet 2023 Pip-Boy. See, in Pip-Boy <laughs> in Fallout, Sean. I know what a Pip-Boy is. That's, that's why I'm chuckling. That's a good one. Right. Uh, I, I, but what's crazy, Alejandro, personally for me, this is your your favorite host, Sean. You know, mm-hmm. I do like a good space setting and I do like a good fantasy setting same so i like them both you know um as long as it's not an s show i think i uh i'll be good with it what does s show mean i can't say the word john it okay. rhymes with s and rhymes with hit it's <laughs> 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 <The> hit show <laughs> shy but, show <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh what's your most favorite setting in a video game boys I love sci-fi, but I have to say it's probably a Western fantasy saying like Western fantasy. Yeah. Something that's definitely in the, the reign of, you know, Lord of the Rings. Go ahead and say it. Oh, you're going to say Lord of the Rings. Okay. Lord of the Rings or Skyrim or I'm sorry, Elder Scrolls. For me, it's a hundred percent fantasy and we can even go Western fantasy, but I'm talking more of like how Blizzard does it. So with games like, like wow specifically there are certain areas of that game where i'm like this is this is magical bliss gaming to me mm. john, john do you have, do you have a favorite setting? setting my favorite setting my sweet spot if you will is kind of a victorian era london that but you put you really put icing on the cake if that victorian era has sort of a cyberpunk not sorry not cyberpunk but steampunk element to it mm-hmm. like one of the reasons i love assassin's creed sending it so much is because it's it's literally literally one of my favorite time periods in history but my least favorite and i and i don't mean this negatively per se because i don't hate it outright it's what's up buddy he was gonna guess your least favorite it's the french revolution you hate the french no revolution. No, no, no 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 <laughs> i appreciate that though that's, You're that's funny but my least favorite setting and hardest to get into, I don't, I'm not, it's not to say that I don't love these types of games depending on the game, but that generic sci-fi setting, <laughs> that sci-fi setting, like Halo. Have, it's got to have a hook to it. It's got to have something else. Dude, Halo like, 5 ruined John. <laughs> no, I love Halo. I love Halo, Halo for a lot of, oh, yeah. yeah that one ruined sci-fi for you. Remember that? <laughs> But it's it's like sci-fi without a without the proper hook yeah. is not really going to drag me in. That's why that's why I've never said to anybody on the show like Starfield is the most my most anticipated game. 
it's like I'm looking forward to it, but I'm looking forward to seeing whether it it's the type of sci-fi that hooks me in. Mm. You know. So there you go. If there was one, if the saying had been different, um, to answer a secondary thing, I could tell you now. I John just kind of brought it in my head, and it's not that I didn't completely enjoy the game. I just think I would have enjoyed it more um, with Valhalla. Valhalla. Like John, you know, there's like the opening hours of that game when you're actually in Iceland or Finland or whatever part there. I love that part of the game. That that part was great. And if like you'd said we were going to do older Vikings where it's all about that stuff going on there before they decide they need to go to England, I think I would have enjoyed that setting way more than the English setting that they they gave us instead. Personally. Yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. But you finished Valhalla. I did somehow. I didn't finish Valhalla. And you didn't finish oh. Elden Ring. My least favorite setting is Chris. Don't don't hate me. It's a Western vibe in a game. It's kind of like a Red Dead Redemption Two vibe. The worst. It's hard to do a Western. It 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 just now. I used to play a game called Sunset Riders on Super Nintendo. It was an arcade game. They that game was amazing. It was a Western. I loved it. A couple of years ago, one of my top five games was a Western. Desperados three. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, that's a hey, Alejandro man. Shout out. You always really, you give some really good, uh, you, your questions are thought through and it makes us think a little bit on the spot. And I, I enjoy that. Um, you take care of that pit boy. He is, I think on a totally different, a whole nubba whole other level. level. Yeah. 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 For sure. Like he's probably smarter than us by about fifty or sixty points. He comes wait, off. Wait, as, wait, wait, wait. We're we're counted by points as smart from the <laughs> yeah the IQ test thing. You got him, I, Sean. Can you spell IQ? E Y E Q U E U E. That works. It totally works. Enunciate um, it. You sound it out. Yeah, See, it's fine. Sean, Just talk it through, you know? Sean, you sounded it out. You sounded it out. <laughs> uh, John, do you want to read the email from John? I always like when you're able to do that. All right. If I'm not too dizzy. Hey, guys. Hey. Yeah. First of all, I hope you guys are all doing well. In case you didn't hear, I finally, <laughs> I finally received the signed copy of Resident Evil and wanted Yay! to say thank you. Nice. Wanted to say, wanted to say thank you all so much. Have you guys watched The Last of Us yet? Well, yes. Two of us did. <laughs> Both. Yes. <laughs> two Amazing. two people who are fans of that game. Yeah. That apparently, you know, Chris, even though he didn't put on his game of the year, he still watches the episode. Yeah. Unlike My some wife, people get tens to that game and talk about how brilliant yeah. it is. Yeah. Are we talking about me? Yes. Uh, My wife and I. Your, your wife. wife? Love the first episode. She's been she's seen bits and pieces of the games many times since it's my favorite, and I play both of them once a year during the summer. Nice. She doesn't care for the gameplay parts of me shooting people, but enjoys the cutscenes. So I am glad she is finally experiencing the journey of these two characters and that she's doing it with me. Yeah. John, as she should. <laughs> Lastly. I would like to, I would like some advice. Well, that's why we're here. Yeah. We don't do this for video games. This is an advice podcast. 
if you recall, I worked for a T-Mobile dealer. Yes. And was let go and joined another dealer. I've been happy here and have been thriving. Nice. Well, three days ago, my company announced we are merging with my old company. Oh, God. No. <laughs> it's like, it's like, oh, you no. guys remember you guys me? remember me? Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> I was shocked and worried for my job security. However, all of my bosses have reached out and assured me I am safe. Even a few managers on the other dealer side have reached out and are excited to have me back. Oh, no. And you should have said, John, you're not having me back. We're having you back. <laughs> but I can't help but feel unsafe with this merger. Nobody knows if it's going to be a whole new company or go under the same name as my old dealer since they are since they are the larger company. Right. Have any of you been in a situation like this? Um, I know I'm being told by my bosses not to worry and they aren't going to let anything happen to me, but I feel like it may not be their call to make. Anyways, thank you guys for, for providing for providing the best podcast every Wednesday and making my commute to work enjoyable. Sincerely, John Marcel. Nice. Uh, first off, do not ever let them listen to the show. <laughs> or the shows where you wrote in and you bashed them. Do not put them our way. Dear John's uh, bosses. I don't, think, I don't think they bashed. I don't think oh, John bashed. Oh, when he got a new job, he let loose on he the did. podcast. He did. He did. I, remember I remember him being No, he was like professional. He was like them. <laughs> let me tell you. Consummate professional. I feel like uh the way th mergers work is that the bigger company completely changes what the other company is. <laughs> um, mm. Let's just say I work for a company. What, what am I, what, do I want to speak? I remember when the Sirius XM merger happened. About the only thing that stayed the same was the word XM in the Sirius XM. Uh, a lot of things changed. I remember just the cultural. It's going to be different. Um, and I'm just happy. <clears throat> Excuse me, my voice went out. If they're telling you it's going to be all right, I, I think it's going to be all right. Uh, and I want to hear, I, I would like to hear back and then how it goes. Hopefully you don't e email and you go, well, they lied to me and I don't have a job. Well, <laughs> that would suck. John, let me reiterate. And I remember you, you know, emailing us about this. And first off, let me just apologize once again. I did in my email to you. Sorry that the Resident Evil game took so long that is on me not my co-host that is on me um but uh, oh hold on bye hold on much like um much like the game this is going to take longer than john thought dog had to barf <laughs> sorry john <laughs> but um john you, uh... my advice is uh, sorry, I was looking at Sean and he's doing things. I'm like, I think you muted yourself, buddy. Did I mute myself? I no, did. That's you, why he kept you. talking oh, over me. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God, I've been throwing gems out. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> John, my advice to you is I mean, if you trust your if you trust your leadership, then trust your leadership. If they're telling you that you're a valuable employee and that you and that and that you're important to what they're doing, then trust that. But at the same time, you know, if, if I were to be unfortunate enough to lose my job for whatever reason, I already know 
the first thing I'm going to do. And that's between me and, 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 you know, and my family, but you should always, in my opinion, you should always be prepared to look at what your life, what, what your actions will be the moment that the job. Oh, that you no. Have. oh no, 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 This is not, this, this is, this is what everybody no, should You do. said that before. And I remember thinking, Oh crap. I don't yeah. have a contingency plan. No, this is, you should always, uh, you should always have that mentality of what am I going to do when it, if, if the off chance, this doesn't, you wake up one day and you don't have a job, this current job. And the first thing I'm going to do is whether it be, whether it be Applebee's or Waffle House, I'm going, I'm going to go bring income into my life. I don't care if it's something I don't love. I don't care if it's something that has to be necessarily matching what I used to have. I have got to get income into my house, period. But the good, news my- is, the good news is you've got, you've got people that, that you report to that are saying these things to you, that are, that are voicing these things to you. There's not a lot of people that can say that per se. So honestly, if I were you, um, I would... I would trust the words of your leadership if that's what they're saying to you. And if I um, ever get let go from my job, I'm going to cash in all my weekly games chat <laughs> ad shares no, that I've just that's been not saving. true, ladies and gentlemen, because he already has. And and John, Rainy what you day. also don't, what you also need to understand is one of my contingency plans. I've always had a really, I've always taken pride in how my feet look. So this guy, OnlyFans, only baby. Fans. Only fans. Uh, Johnson, <laughs> do you hate The Last of Us? <laughs> Your friend Cam wants to know if you also hate this. Because, you know, he already uh, thinks you hate God so, of War now. <laughs> so for the longest time, and I think Chris and I have had this discussion, the longest time The Last of Us was probably my game of the generation. But since since that time, I've sort of said maybe Bioshock Infinite was probably the better game that year. The one but, who said from the what? start. The Last of Us, the original Last of Us was at least the second best video game of that generation. You're not first, you're last. John, I'm glad that after 10 years, you finally came to your senses. I yeah, think you, I mean, I think you need to play Last of Us again to remember how good it was, John. Well, one of the things that is glaring, and Chris pointed it out at the time, but I was too pig-headed oh, to remember God. it, was, no, 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 listen, it, when you play the game, not the remake, I'm sure maybe they've improved the remake, but the original PlayStation 3 version, You've got these guys looking for Joel, like when you're doing stealth, and El and Ellie is like sitting on a perch. Yeah, she's like, "Hello, like, hey, hey!" They're like, "Where are they?" Ellie just comes scampering by, and you're like, "What? What just and, happened?" And, and and the reason I bring up Ellie and her just being out in the open and nobody ever and people pretend like she's not there is the reason I bring that to to light is the contrast. If you look at Bioshock Infinite, that that NPC that goes with you on this journey, how brilliant she was. She is great. She's just, I mean, she hands you ammo. She's never in anybody's way. She's just the 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 game design behind that 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 assistant NPC, if you will, just trumps that night and day. So one of the few times where a developer has talked up something like that and actually lived up, I think, to the it actually panned out. Yeah. yeah. It's like that's what their hundred million dollar budget was going towards. Was <laughs> Daisy. Was it Daisy? I think it was Daisy. Elizabeth. Elizabeth. That's what yeah, I said. Elizabeth. Well, there there are two emails left. I don't see any emails in Discord. Do you guys mind if I read one of these? Go, Go for it, it, buddy. 
Um, so I'll, I'll read the one from T.I. Joyce. Uh, that the T stands for Tom, Tom by the way. Spoilers. Uh, this is going to be the last of us thoughts and prayers. That's the title of the email. It says, good morning from down under, gentlemen. I hope you've had a good week, uh, sir. Good morning to you. Uh, it's already Wednesday where he lives. Yeah, it's crazy. The Australian Open's happening right now in the morning time. It's crazy. Uh, I finally got around to watching The Last of Us premiere, and I was blown away. Blown. I had a, blown. <laughs> I had a solid time playing the games, but wasn't prepared for how much I already or I was ready to dive back into that world. I thought everything was done really well, and I'm excited for the rest of the season. Same. Same. Uh, will you guys be covering the show in its entirely with a dedicated episode, or will you just touch base week to week? Either way, I'm here for it. That's a good idea. I mean... Uh, John has to watch the show first. I mean, <laughs> killing us. Thanks for all the great work on the pod. Listening to you guys is like hanging out with a bunch of mates. And that's sent from Tom. It's Tom. I mean, Getting emails from you feels like getting an email from a mate. You know what I'm saying? We appreciate that very much, man. So, Chris, after certain reviews dropped this week, we might need a topic next week. <laughs> I thought me and you were just going to spend all weekend together playing Dead Space. Well, that's true. But, but, but we mean, don't want to churn that out. I've made, I, no, I just mean Forspoken was... Oh, that's uh, out. Yeah. That's out the window. No more. What are you talking about, guys? I mean, no, no, no. I, I, haven't, I haven't shut that down. I just, with the reviews, I, I, I'm not going to get it now. I'll get it probably. That's later. what Chris said. It's gonna be an on-sale game. <laughs> no, it's I did not try even the demo for me. I did try the demo today on PC and it ran. So that's good. <laughs> oh no. I was well, wondering. That's a, demo. That, that's a demo that they had to send updates no, to. Dog. They had to update the demo. Yeah. The funny part is is like you can go and adjust your graphical settings, but you can't turn on DLSSS. When's the, the last time you heard of a demo being updated, bro? I know. Yeah, right? Pretty rare. I mean, come on. We have one email left, and I don't care who reads it, obviously. Um, hey, drunk hey. drunk John or Chris. Hey, guys. Let me uh, – he he posted that his uh, subject was a meme. So let me just see. This is probably <laughs> a virus. Uh, the meme. I'm also copying and pasting into my address bar to see what this meme is. Ah. That's funny. Sony responds to Activision Blizzard buyout. Microsoft buys Activision Blizzard. Sony. And it's a picture of James Franco. I have nothing left except Spider-Man because that was from Spider-Man 3. I like it. I like it. Uh, Hey, guys. Hey. I'm glad Uh, to know that Jeff's brother finally expanded all his PTO hours. Where did Jeff's brother come from? Because you're Jeff's brother, John. Yeah, Wait, remember I you, have a brother. You told the lovely story about how you were <laughs> you just should known not as Jeff's brother. Have told Tucker out of all the names, which is fantastic. That you have a brother named Jeff. My <laughs> dog wrote me an email. <laughs> uh, I legit have not been on the same episode as John since three eighty one. The show is simply not complete without you, and we're glad to have you back. Don't worry, uh, Chris and Sean. We still love you guys forever forever and never ever not gonna lie i had some senior old man brain last week that could mean a lot of things and totally forgot that you guys were gonna cover <laughs> most most anticipated games so stoked to hear you guys this week uh oh wait uh yeah not gonna lie i was hoping that john would have ghost wire tokyo in his top five games of the year i recently listened to the episode and he loved it i was surprised when he when he didn't cover it but I'm sure 
he gave an unspoken honorable mention. It's d- oh yeah, it it definitely has. An Dude, honorable. your your uh, your list of what should have been is like now it's on top five. Uh huh. It was a hard year to do because I mean Ghostwire Tokyo did a lot of things I love. I mean, you love that game. It, it the things that it did it, it taught me about. I mean, I mean, it gave me a crash course surface level introduction to Japanese spiritual culture. And it was just completely fascinating Hmm. um, the way they presented the world of that game, the things that they, the things that Japanese culture believes just blows me away. And the gameplay, you know, the gameplay was very solid. It was like playing is very much Bioshock in a lot of aspects, but just open world really Hmm. love that game. And I mean, the thing about the thing about the, the, with me, I've, I always have trouble with um, game of the year because <laughs> it changes several times before you finalize it. Recency and then it, it changes several times after you finalize it. So it is one of those things. Well, that one game Chris and I played together, it stayed number one for that whole year. Unlike the game you and I played together. Yeah. John, we're committed. Uh, I was stoked to hear that both <laughs> wild hearts and Ant-Man are both going to be coming out on February 17th. So stoked to watch it because i'm a massive nerd i see you sean and love everything that involves all three core aspects of science can't wait to watch it with all my fellow big brain friends and then kill some uh caminos immediately or kimonos uh immediately after i seriously hope that doesn't end up like thor love and thunder yeah especially i thought that was good especially no uh especially because i got kang coming in and you know we'd all like to see Kang. Kang. Uh, what are you guys excited for outside of this uh, outside of gaming this year I'm only excited for Quantumanium but of course Demon Slayer sorts with Village Arc comes out in April this year I hope Mike and Thorne are stoked for that as well thanks for such a great week and I'll see you guys next week stay sharp boys and game on Tucker game on in Slayer 173, sent from the depths of the quantum realm. Oh, uh, my God. Warning. Be safe Do not read there. this on a, on podcast. Potential spoiler content for Jedi Survivor. Oh, yeah, wait, don't read that. I don't, I don't want to. Ah, my eyes. Ah. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Mike waved back, by the way. Um, besides things, besides, I am excited for Quantum Mania. Um, other things this year, I guess, are not gaming. We we're looking at today. I'm really, of course, anticipating Oppenheimer just because I'm always anticipating a Nolan movie, and this one looks really interesting. Um, what was the other big one that was Spider-Man Across the Universe? Because I really liked Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Um, so I really can't wait to see the follow-up to that. I'm looking forward to Avatar sequel. Can't wait for that to come out. <laughs> oh no, John. <laughs> <laughs> You want to go see it this weekend, buddy? We'll go see I, the blue people. I, yeah, I wouldn't mind. I just okay. got to, I feel like I got to watch the first one because I haven't seen it in 10 years. It's on Disney Plus. Go watch it. I know. I know. I know. Yeah. 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 Then we'll go see this Saturday. Cool. You and I haven't been to a movie in a while. We should do that. Uh, I'm excited for the Mandalorians next season, which comes out in March. That's going to have me stoked. Hopefully, John watches that in time. Um, <laughs> I'm excited for Christmas again because I love Christmas. 
and I'm also excited for a potential summer vacation either on a Disney cruise or to a Disney park. I might go on a cruise this summer too. We you coming you coming with us? I'm out. Sure. <laughs> Just so you get on the ship and step buddy! out of the back. Buddy! <laughs> what you doing? It's funny seeing you guys here. Oh my goodness. Just already drunk somehow. <laughs> It's a Disney cruise, Chris. I don't care. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, where are we at, boys? Is that all the emails? Yeah. Where we're that's at. That's all the emails. Um, that's a long one this week. Very nice. Yeah, it's also great because we have on Twitter, of course, you can find us at Weekly Games Chat. I don't see any recent notifications, which is cool, but I do know we had a new follower. So let me go welcome new follower person. We're one away from 450. Who wants to be 450? Uh, Johnny, uh, Johnimus Prime. What a name. Uh, thank you for the follow, following you back. We appreciate that. If you want to be 450, you need to be the next one. Uh, so, yeah, we'll leave Twitter there. Over on our Discord, uh, I don't see any new emails. So that's that's not a problem. Uh, totally makes it. Uh, oh, wait, is this one? This one might be it. Wait, let me look at the calendar. When was 118? Oh, crap. This is a new one. I just read it already. <laughs> uh, hey, guys. This is from Yuri. Hey. The Last of Us show kicks errors. Very well made. I will say this. I didn't check the running time and at about the one hour mark. I did. And I was surprised there's 20 more minutes. A movie length. And yeah. that it didn't feel like an hour had passed. I felt that on the second episode just now. I don't know how long it was, but it, I was like, it's it over already? Um, before watching, I had a feeling they will not show what happened. Um, I think I could say this to the daughter, but rather reveal that on a flashback. Yeah, it turns out. I agree that all performances are great so far. Ellie still doesn't feel right visually, but the actress is doing a great job otherwise. Sure. Uh, I just don't see physical connection between her and the two versions we see in the first and second game. Pedro, on the other hand, fits into his character like a glove. It's going to be a quality ride for sure. And this is a PS. He asked, is Chris, is his name actually Christopher? Because I believe John mentioned that or something along the oh, lines I of said, uh, I called Jonathan. Jonathan. Yeah, right. Right, and so he wants to know if your name's actually Christopher. Only, I did confirm that that was your birth name, by the way. Only only to my mother and my Christopher. Only to moms, exactly. Yeah. But uh, just a reminder, you can definitely send an email to our Discord if, if you want to. All right, boys. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 388 of Weekly Games Chat. Uh, we called it the Big Three Wish List. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, wherever you find us, please make sure to leave us a review so friends and, and folk like yourself can also find us and join the community. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, of course, you can do that. WeeklyGamesChat at gmail.com will get you most likely read on the air for the recording. If you want to follow us on Twitter or mention us or DM us, you can do that at WeeklyGamesChat. And of course, um, if you have not already become a part of our Discord community, what are you waiting for? Uh, that is amazing. Uh, wherever you find us, though, make sure you leave us a review, like I said before. And if next time catch us on Twitch.tv, I look to John and Chris. I'll say game on, boys. Game on, Sean. Game on, John. Game on, Sean. Game on. Peace out, everybody. Your mom's box. Wait. Bug life? Bug <laughs> life?
They were out. We are out of control.